0: Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th.
1: Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class
2: A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media.
3: Setting up shot back there. JJ's going to fire to the end zone. Roman Wilson's there. He goes up. He's got it. Touchdown, Wolverines. Wolverines.
4: We shouldn't be real positive about that game.
3: Fleeks gets a handoff, 30, 35, 40. Fleeks to the 50. Fleeks on the race to the 40, to the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Joshua Fleeks. There, gets points on the board here late.
5: This game sucked. Uh, Pardon my language, this game stunk.
3: Kahlil Mullings in the backfield. He'll take the handoff. He's got a big hole, and he's in the clear. Kahlil Mullings to the end zone. Touchdown, Wolverines.
6: Regardless of who the hell their opponent is, we got to do things a certain way to give ourselves a chance to win.
3: Arbert looks over the Michigan defense, gets a snap, takes a handoff, back to throw, stepping, taking a shot downfield, looking for Marcus Washington, makes a catch, 50, 40, 35, wrestle down around the 21-yard line, 20-yard line. Marcus Washington with a nice run after the catch. Huskers hit him with a big play.
7: <laughs> yeah.
8: Thank God it's Friday.
3: First and goal, Robinson turns the corner, touchdown. Nebraska takes advantage, and Robinson intercepts. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got to do Is it Friday already? Martinez finds Robinson. Robinson with a move, and his first Husker touchdown.
6: Telltale will be when, when uh, the clock reads zero Friday night.
3: Robinson in for the touchdown and nebraska
0: leads for the first time in champagne
4: we'll battle
3: we'll
5: find out who we are friday night so hope everyone watches
0: good morning welcome into herd at sports radio i'm robbie lula that's mike sodder we are coming to you live from herd at sports bar and grill on a friday here friday. on
1: friday a
3: game friday.
0: day friday, friday. Are you going Carly Rae Jepson here? Is that, is that a, who sings it? I think so. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I <laughs> thought maybe you were going to go uh, move, like the movie Friday. It's Friday. Oh, well. <laughs> you can only quote so much of that on the air. A lot of explicit <laughs> there. you got to do like the TBS version, right? Yeah, the TBS
1: version. <laughs> but there you go.
0: I didn't even think. That's good. Uh, but <laughs> that's the, one of my favorite things about TBS when they show movies is the way they choose to edit themselves, and because they they don't just bleep it out anymore, they dub it over with something that doesn't make any sense. Correct. Yeah. Uh, like like snakes on a plane. Yeah. In, Never seen it. Instead of I haven't either. I just have seen clips on the internet of the terrible dub jobs that TBS does oh. or TNT or whoever. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it's one of the Turner networks to blame. Uh, but it they, they, they goes, so you know, Samuel L. Jackson says a lot of MFers, right? Right. In everything that he does. Apparently on TV, they dub it over with, I'm tired of these Monday to Friday snakes or something like that oh, is Wow. <laughs> or it goes, Mother loving snakes on this Monday to Friday place. job would that be? Uh, I don't know, but I, I feel like they need to find people who have ever spoken to other humans before. Right. I feel like, do you think it's AI generated now? Maybe. It might be now. AI's taking over the world. We got to watch out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they could take over what we do because it's a, it's a special kind of, uh, wouldn't that be interesting if they did? It'd be like, hello.
1: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it sounds a little more realistic. I, you've seen those deep fakes, right? Uh, yeah, but. I yeah. got fooled by the, uh, the Dabo Sweeney deep fake a couple weeks ago about Brian Ferentz? People got fooled by the Brian Ference one. Oh yeah, I don't even know mm-hmm. if I saw that one. Oh.
1: Was it bad? There was multiple. Okay. And I'm like that's not real.
0: Like the second one I was like there's no way that's Because real. Dabo had one where he's like yeah, we don't need a Brian Ference offense out here and I was like yeah, no, there's no snap. way. That's- Got to be someone from Iowa. Yeah, for sure, definitely. But we uh, uh, we've got a great show for you here today. Uh, we've got uh, all it's of be our a usual- fun fun Friday. Yeah, we're gonna have a, a fun game day Friday here. Uh, we've got all of our usual suspects. One of them is in house with us. We appreciate Mike Sauter yeah. for joining us for the second time this week. Uh, at seven forty three, we're gonna talk to Cam Lenhart from Bennington, the head football Bennington coach head over football there. Football
1: coach, assistant wrestling coach, former. It-
0: Fairbury Jeffs head football coach. His name has become much more confusing in Nebraska <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Because Shane kept saying, we're going to have Cam Lenhardt on. I was like, really? Not that, Cam. Not that one, And he's like, yeah, it's the guy that Sauter was talking about. I was like, oh, the Bennington head coach. Yeah. It's a little confusing. The so guy yeah. that doesn't lose. The the that's true. That's a nice they haven't lost. That's they a lost. nice tagline Man, to have on your lose. name, guy Fantastic that doesn't sh- lose. Yeah. Um, What's the song? I will never lose. I never lose. I don't know that one. Okay, never. I was thinking more. All I do is win. The DJ Khaled one. Or yeah. that same same, same. thing. He for, does both for Cam Lenhart. There, that's Cam with a K, not Cam with a C. K Cam. A little a uh, little different there from my favorite Nebraska defensive end. Uh, we'll also be joined by Michael Rose Ivy, former Husker, current high school coach. He'll help us break down. The Illinois game Matt Verzal will be joining us at 8.30 today He's moving his time slot a little bit today Uh, And then Brian Barnhart The play-by-play voice for Illinois football Will join us at 8.45 So jam-packed middle of the show But you can join us anytime On the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline 888-638-4876 Or you can give me an email at uh, at Ravi at com. That's R-A-V-I at Herdatsports.com I need I want
1: Shane. I just thought of a drop for Shane. Okay. Maybe what? Shane can find it before Brian Benhart joins us. You want me and to do something? Something about, are you on fire? <laughs> something about
0: fire. <laughs> it's got to be, right? I feel like he, if we it's can. It's got to be something about fire. This is a uh, this is a tall work task. Work on that, Shane. This is a tall task for Shane here, but if.
9: Everything's a tall task.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> getting a sound in our headphones <laughs> is definitely a task. And, um, and
9: you can hear me now? Nope. Nope. I
0: can't hear you. We
9: got nothing.
0: <laughs> it's all right. We'll be fine. We were ready to fight people today. I, um, I was. I came in. That's why I left my stuff in the car because I was like, I got to have my hands free. I had my coffee in. and I was like. You just got to throw it at somebody? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you got in your wrestling stance. You were you're I'm sore today. Probably because you were <laughs> um, cause you're running up and down trying to keep up with Miller North last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, that was about a quarter and a half. Not a lot of running. <laughs> it was wasn't moving very quick. It was cold. It was. It got I a little chilly a jacket. last night. Sure, I did not prepare. It's true. You got you got to check that weather report, man. You got to make I did sure. not. I went to a softball game before that. It was cold, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, can you kind of doubled up on your
1: mistake there, man? Yeah. I I think it's time to put the hoodie, you know, I normally just put a hoodie in the car and the yeah. trunk and gloves yeah. and knit hat. I think the gloves and the knit hat I definitely have like are still four baseball hats sure. that yeah. are just they just ride in my trunk. Oh, for sure. 100%. And um, and I think gloves are still in there from the winter. And I normally have I my rain jacket's always in there, no good matter call. What? And I but now I need to. It's I think it's time to like throw the extra hoodie in there, mm-hmm. emergency. Yeah. Um, just in case and.
0: Huh. Yeah, you spend a lot of your day outdoors, especially this time of year. Yeah, so, you gotta, so it's we're on the, we're in that we're in, we're on that level. You right got to boy scout this thing. You got to be prepared
1: you know? for sure. Yeah. That was not yesterday.
0: Yeah, I uh, I usually try and keep. So I always have hats in my car. Hey, we got lights. Hey, uh, I usually keep hats in my car. Wow, I feel if you're like not awake. Like you are now being abducted are by you awake aliens now? here. Uh, can't hear you, Shane. No, Shane, still can't hear you. Um, Can you hear me now? Those that's some old school stuff right there. Is <laughs> it really hard to hear in here <laughs> today? Or is it just me? Is, is that a Verizon commercial? Or something? I think it was Verizon. It was the no. guy, like the kind of the nerdy looking guy Can with you the glasses. Say that out loud? Nerdy? No. Well, oh, Verizon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think like t mobiles a sponsor. I don't Although, know. if you want to, hit a Cornhead
1: Logger is a
0: sponsor. Cornhead Logger's radio is a, show is a sponsor. That's where we're powered by the Cornhead Logger by them. And you know what else the Cornhead Logger powers? The 1890 initiative, the NIL initiative of the University of Nebraska. Yes. So when you drink Cornhead Lager, you are helping out the University of Nebraska be better at football. That's like There's a direct correlation there. What could be better? Yeah. That might be the most Nebraska thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. It's like, you want Nebraska to be better at football? You need to drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> For some people, they're worse when they do that. So. <laughs> Nebraska football. The more Cornhead Lager I drink, the better they look. Tag, uh, tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to hire me for some marketing over there. there I think go. I got this thing down. Advertising no, specialist. We appreciate Cornhead Lager uh, for power in our show here, and uh, they do support the 1890 initiative. That's the NIL initiative of Nebraska football. So legitimately, every time you drink a Cornhead Lager, you're helping out Nebraska football, but do so responsibly. Um, Okay, so let's get to that Miller North game here at last night because oh, You want to talk about that? I do. What is there to talk about? Well, no, I'm just I'm curious how it happened. Because they scored a lot of points. Okay. Okay, but they didn't just quick, score a lot of points. Real quick. So they I'm following along on your Twitter, right? Yeah. I walked in luckily just just team. in time for the first play. <laughs> so you uh first play from scrimmage, they go what? 72 yards from the house uh-huh. for with Bogots mm-hmm. And right up the middle. Just. Which, gone. he's a nice player. I like him. Gone. He, he was he's, just gone. Yeah. He's uh, he's a little quicker than you might think, too, for his a little size. Quicker. Yeah. Um But, no, so they, they score first play from scrimmage. They go again. I mean, I'm trying to bring up your tweets here because it was just. Well, okay. if I, I'm going from memory. Okay. So, I'm, I've am so,
1: got your tweets up so I can tell I, you how I would imagine B- Bra- Omar Bryan is mm-hmm. who Miller played. And they kicked off to. They kicked off. So, they. Miller North got the ball in the 72. Or, 28. Uh, sorry,
0: 28. Yeah. And math is hard. It is hard, especially yeah. early in the morning. Right. I haven't even cracked open my energy drink yet. So I've had one sip of my coffee. Yeah. We need to, Maybe um, we both might need to fuel up a yeah. little bit here. I should have got a Red Bull or. I'm surprised drink. the adrenaline from like having to fight off the Sharks and the Jets didn't, uh, Ooh, wow. didn't get us going here. But yeah. we're ready.
1: Um, so 72 yards, bang, and then Miller North kicks off. Brian can't field the kick. Okay.
0: Get the ball. See, so this is what I was talking about. So they failed to, like, catch the kickoff.
1: Yes. Because they got the ball back. Or they in... caught it or whatever. It was a coffin
0: corner kick. Yeah. And
1: that, kid, that their Miller North's kicker's pretty good at yeah. that stuff. I remember when I went like to their practice. Like directional kicks and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, when we went to their practice, I was like, yeah, like he's pretty, pretty solid. He's solid. Yeah. And then... So, didn't feel the kick. Miller North gets the ball. I think it was one
0: play later. Touchdown, Vermas. Mm-hmm. 14 yards to the house. Yeah. yeah. So, Done. that's 14 nothing. a minute and two seconds into the yeah, game. Yeah, real like, Literally a minute and two seconds into the
1: Very game. next kickoff, Brian
0: can't. Fumbles it again. Can't. Yeah,
1: can't. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they touched it, whatever. They couldn't feel the kick. Muff it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. muff, kick, kick off. Yes. And then it was bang again, like.
0: Yeah, Vermont to the end of again. Quick. Yeah, like twenty-one nothing with in a minute and nineteen. Yeah. Twenty one
4: nothing. Real fast. I saw the I
0: saw the tweets. I go, that those timestamps can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were. Um
1: and then it was uh then then I think Brian actually got like a three and out or something. Yeah. And actually they, they they Brian held fielded the a kick this time. Yeah. Uh, and then they had a huge play mm-hmm. that got called back to a block in the back and a holding, and it would have, like, the play was like a 60, 70-yard play that got them down to, like, the five. Yeah. It was this
0: wide receiver screen, and it got called back, and then it was. Eh. Yeah, after that, uh North got the ball back. Vermoss passed to Moeberry. Pierce Mooberry. Yeah, after s- a punt, 74-yard yeah, touchdown. just right over the middle. Vermoss played quarterback last night.
1: Yeah. Ethan Hansen, I guess, is a little banged up maybe.
0: Yeah. Um and that's something I think they had played around with before. They did. Obviously, Vermas is a really yeah. good athlete. Feels mm-hmm. like next
1: year he'll be the quarterback.
0: Yeah, it feels like maybe, um, uh maybe next year Vermoss is your guy at quarterback. Yeah. And and again, nothing against Ethan because he runs that option really well. Right. But Vermas is just such a dynamic, dynamic. athlete. Yeah, he can really run.
1: Um so that yeah. that
0: happened and then there was another That was at six sixteen in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, and then there was another like Miller North maybe – or Brian maybe got first down, mm-hmm. punted, went over the punter's head. Or went over – like it was a the good – The a good Yeah, returner. Yeah. It was a good punt.
0: And then uh, – Vermont Then 92 yards. Yeah, Vermont went 92 yards. At that point, it's 35 nothing with 4.05 left in the uh, first quarter. And then Will Granger capped off the first quarter scoring. Then it was another, I think, three and out. Uh, yeah, 42 nothing after one. Uh, from Miller North over Brian, and and I, I no, wanna, the final score is fifty six. I would say they, they they didn't score hardly after yeah. that at all. After I left, after yeah, after I walked
1: know. out, it was forty nine nothing with two thirty two or something in the
0: first half. Yeah, so they only scored fourteen more points after the first quarter, um, yes. which is is probably the right forty two is a lot in a quarter. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a and it's here's a the thing: like we're not just. Brian had won games, three and three, yeah. you know they had a better record, obviously a much easier schedule, right. but a better record than Miller North heading into this game yeah but. Um, and, and obviously, if you know what 's going on, you know like hey brian 's not better than Miller North, probably, right. but um it's not one of those situations where they 're playing an Owen whatever team and like this was a <laughs> this was a team that was three and three, like Miller North needed this win like they needed they need basically all their wins left to try and Make right. it to the playoffs, um, and they're going to have an opportunity. I was kind of surprised when you told me that, um, but you know the districts and everything obviously much better than I do. Uh, so after starting 0 and 4, 1 and 5, like Miller North still has a shot to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they they very much so could. They just have to beat um, South
0: Sioux City. I think you South said. Sioux
1: City in South Sioux City, who just got beat pretty bad by Southwest. Yeah, and then and then Miller North needs to beat Southwest.
0: There you go. That's their uh, next two games. That's the uh, that's the path. It could be the... four and five,
1: and in the playoffs, a, dang- a kind of dangerous team. Yeah, really. there's probably there's
0: probably some teams that wouldn't love to play them. Yeah, if they're like a 13, 14 yeah. seed. Um, now there's they, they've obviously got flaws, otherwise they wouldn't right. be in this position. But um, they've also most teams at the very bottom of the um, of the playoff bracket probably aren't boasting the. Talent level that Miller North does. Right. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, they have a DN that I really like. Uh, Seventy-five Henry um, Rayburg. Rayburg. Yeah. I think he's. he's good. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I was pretty impressed with him last time I saw Miller North. So yeah. um, we'll see uh, how they finish up the season. Travis said, "Time to start drinking." I right, just have coffee. I uh, time to. Time. Hey, listen. I'm. I don't really have a. Uh, I don't really have a lot of. Complaints if somebody suggests we start drinking. I'm, I mean, Shane's on board, Sodders on board. Let's I got a long day of work. You got a. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> you got a long day of work. <laughs> You're going
1: to Wahoo tonight. Yeah? yeah, Wahoo Newman, Columbus. No Wahoo, regular Wahoo, regular Wahoo, number the, two in Class C one. OG Wahoo. Wahoo. Yeah.
0: So that's Warriors. Where, that's where your uh, that's where your game of the week ended up.
1: Yeah, it's Columbus Scotus at Wahoo.
0: Grass field,
1: so hopefully it quits raining.
0: How's, how's SCOTUS this year? All right, they're like 4 and 2 or something. Okay. Yeah. They're typically pretty good yeah, at right. everything. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, we've got, uh, we'll get some more high school in a little uh, bit later. We'll, we'll, yeah, we're good. Check yeah. on. How'd Louisiana t- Tech look last night? I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch Louisiana Tech last night. I was watching uh, the Bears and Commanders for a hot minute there. They, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't
1: really want to watch that game. Well, Louisiana Tech lost thirty-five to twenty-eight to Western Kentucky. Western Western Kentucky is a juggernaut, um, Western, and it was it was thirty-five to seven at half.
0: I believe at Markey half it was thirty-five to, plays for Western uh, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I think former
0: Nebraska right. running back Marquis. Thirty-five
1: Stepp. to seven and a half. Western Kentucky was well.
0: Winning. It's kind of how the uh, how does Bears that make you feel, Husker fan? Hey, wins a win. A win is a win. At this point, a win is a win. Just take what you can get. Nebraska hasn't earned the right to complain about wins yet. Wow. What? <laughs> they haven't. We're, we're not. Listen, Nebraska's not in a place as a program where we can be picky about the wins and in the manner in which they come. That is not where this program no, is I at was, anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Like you beat Louisiana Tech by one or by 100, and no matter who they play the rest of the year. That counts as a W. That's on the correct side of the, the column. Big, duh. That's true.
1: That's, like tonight. Oh. Yeah, it's not like Illinois' world beaters. Do you feel like this game is just teetering for Nebraska like? Ugh.
0: So like I, if they don't get this done. Oh, it's definitely a huge game for Nebraska. It's gonna not go well. Um I mean, I think it could not go well for the rest of the year. I'm not one of those well, yeah. people that's like bailing fair. on anything else. It's very fair. I just like to make sure that, we <laughs> that I say that because there is a segment of the Nebraska fan population that tends to maybe overreact a little bit uh, when, when things like this happen. But this would be, I guess, the first concerning loss of the season. For Nebraska, if it's me. Like, obviously, you don't love the way Minnesota went down. Correct. The Colorado thing is sort of a fever dream. Like, that whole thing was very strange at a very strange time. so weird. It was was very odd. Obviously, they got two wins after that. Michigan's way better than everybody else in the conference. Maybe Ohio State or Penn State, but certainly better than everybody in the Big Ten West. Not really worried about that. My big – this is the first game where I go, yeah, if they don't at least look – like the type of team I think they need to be then I'll start being concerned yeah, we'll have our keys I got some keys yeah we'll have I keys to the game that. later we'll also do I did do some, some s- research oh you just okay oh yeah, oh, yeah. I like it doing some oh, show yeah. prep All right <laughs> <laughs> think I just roll in here <laughs> <laughs> just rolling in with your coffee so, and let me tell out? you though
1: let me tell you <laughs> a lot of the time I just if I'm doing this I just roll on in <laughs> Yeah. I don't do nothing to prepare. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like, "Who are we talking to?" All right, got it, got it. We're I, don't go. it I don't even
0: look at a. I don't even. We're good to go. Well, yeah. I appreciate you doing, you know, going above and beyond for me here. Today. Yeah, uh, an extra effort today. <laughs> no, we're gonna get to our keys. To the game. We'll get to you. Text me at like twelve thirty. No, it was a very reasonable time. I <laughs> it felt you. like it was twelve. I believe it was pre nine. I think o'clock. it was like. 8.45. I was saying say, so. it was before 9. I was just pulling into the garage when you text yeah, me. Yeah, it was 8.48. I, I sent that thing off before 9. Yeah. I'm in the clear there. I was like, just getting home. Yeah, see? Well, see, I thought, you I, you know, I didn't know if you were staying for the whole game or not. after the I 40. definitely was not. <laughs> after that 42-0 <laughs> start, you didn't, need, you didn't need to see how
7: My that My plan was out. not
0: to stay all along. And then they gave you
1: a really good reason not to stay? Yeah. Uh, I am glad th- I was there for a little bit. I got see. I hadn't seen Miller North play like in a game yet. So
0: I kinda wish I had gone now. It wasn't very many.
1: <laughs> the high school football this week is not great.
0: No, there weren't a, there's not a ton of good matchups. No, just in general, like the matchups. That's what I mean. Are- yeah, there's not a ton of good matchups this week. Um best ones probably West Side out at Carney. Westside Carney's probably the best. Two undefeated teams. Yeah. Carney's um, uh, what, five? Yeah, in the in the poll, so yeah, that'll be and that's a tough trip all the time. Yeah, you know? it's just different, right? It's, yeah, like, it's, they're not used to going out there. Right. Um, similar situation to kind of how they lost last year North with the Platt. trip out to North Platte. Yeah. A good team, probably not a great team, but at yeah at their place, yeah, makes it a little the... tricky. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's it that one's it's a little interesting. interesting. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we will get into. Uh, travis is going to carney tonight let's go let's go, go travis get after it bud um the uh <laughs> we'll get more travis I, did,
1: I i let me tell you something i put that up, i have a, a, what we do a game of the week and that was one of the options and if it would have won uh you would have seen video of me and one drake baronic fishing no matter what the weather <laughs> like was going to be, we were going to go fishing like this late this afternoon before the game.
0: Well, we can, and they didn't win, they didn't win, it didn't win. Yeah. Uh, we can hear more about your uh fishing expeditions and, and all the you know, whole video bit, and everything, all the other good stuff. Uh, coming up next here on Heard Out Sports Radio. Let's go!
8: Uh, woo, woo. no masterpiece, hey. ten bad bats, and they after me, bad. one bad bad look like a masterpiece. Uh, looking for a dog. Good
1: morning. I feel like these bright stage lights are making my bald head shiny.
0: Yeah, you've got a little bit of a gleam going. It's all right. Can we? That's uh, Mike Sauter with me. I'm Robbie Lewis. What do we got to do about that? This is Herd Out Sports Radio. <laughs> we are... Coming to you live from the Out Sports Bar and Grill in the H. I got a fix. You got it. You good? Oh, yeah. yeah go going, ahead. Sorry. Just going, just going to hood not. up. Um, you do your own thing over here. I'm going to get through getting us back in the show. H and H Chevrolet Studio. You can hear us on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities in Central Nebraska, as well as Twitter, YouTube, YouTube comments already popping off, um, and. You can hit us up on the War, Sports, War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. I have almost as much trouble with that <laughs> as I do. You've got a like, cornholio thing going on now. <laughs> There's a is little, this better? Uh, I don't know. This is whatever makes you comfortable, Mike. It's whatever. very uncomfortable. What, yeah, so don't do it then. Get one, Grab one of those hats out in your car that you keep bragging about. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. Oh, He's going hood first. Man. Are you gonna be able to hear on the headphones still? Can you still hear through the hood? It's
1: ridiculous. I can hear a, a little. little bit. Ridiculous. There we
0: go. Okay. Not as shiny anymore. There we go. That's Mike Sauter. He's got a hood on his head for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the light is low. Oh, yeah. Okay. I uh, don't have makeup <laughs> out here. Like, got to get some powder on there to SVP. Tamp- you can totally tell. It has makeup on. Yeah. Tamp down the glow a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. We don't. You don't have an SVP budget right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might be like the only like my last like bastion of of SportsCenter watching though is is SVP. He's really good. I love SVP. He's yeah, the best. It's good. I yeah. That was one of my the SVP and Rastillo show was low key one of my he favorites. He is the one that told me that because uh, I before
1: I like just big razored my head yeah, which I do every other day.
0: You do it every other every day. other day. I just
1: that's how long does it take? Just in the shower, a couple
0: extra minutes. Okay, not, five minutes, not a long so time. Maybe five minutes. And um, do you have like a mirror in there? Or do you like miss nah?
7: This? Feel Years.
0: only, baby. Okay, well, good on you.
1: <laughs> Shaving cream, put it on, rip it off. All right. Okay. Anyway, SVP. Anyway, he was. Talking about, you know, bald people. Or yeah. And how people hang on too long. People like me that just kept going down and down. Like the guard right there yeah. just had like a little buzz, right? Yeah. And then he was talking one time on the show. He's like, just let it go. Just join the movement. And I'm like, he's talking to
0: somebody yeah. about I think it was Rosillo because Rossillo is like hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, and he goes, just come on home, buddy. Yeah. Just come on home. That's
1: exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I I remember watching that live, and I was like, yeah, maybe I should give it a try. And I will tell you, yeah, the f- after the first time I did it, I'm like, ooh, that feels real good.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, and you like the clean shave? Oh yeah, yeah. Feel,
1: just the feeling of it. Yeah, like I if I don't shave like my head Every for a couple uh, days for. a yeah, two days, it gets a little, it starts growing a little bit. And yeah, you know, and if it just feels dirty, mm. so I feel really clean when I do it. Right. And you put like the aftershave, I would say you do, you gotta like, like moisturize, yeah. right? Yeah, you put the aftershave yeah. stuff and it just makes you feel great. Yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah, so good, cool, whatever. That's a uh, story. That's my, there Mike, might be some random today. Yeah, there's a little mood. That's Mike Sauter's, uh hair routine, which we appreciate. Yeah. No, so I, I've got the man bun obviously, but I also recognize like this is starting to go. Yeah. Like it's starting to a little bit. I can't imagine you bald though. So I used to sh- I used to buzz my head. I never That's like right. shaved. Shave. Yeah, back, we met when I when yeah. we met I was going buzzed head all the time. I yeah. also had a Mohawk face. Wow. Where just like the like, the, the, like the Chuck Liddell deal. Like yeah. not like the tall one, right? But like the yeah. buzzed like the faux hawk deal. Um, I actually liked that look. I thought it was good, <laughs> but I was like, I'm too, I got to a point where I was I like. I just I'm, got a text that said, I'm too old. or
1: you could just wear a hat 24-7 like the person that texts me
0: does. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No. No, I, I, I listen, I go, I'll go. i go hat sometimes, but. I, I The I, hat with glasses, though, like, it, I feel like it doesn't. It does look like you're you're trying to, like, be real, like, incognito. Yeah, I know. Especially if you put the, the glasses, like, hit, you know, the hat yeah. on the sides. Yeah, you're isn't it? fair. Well, so yeah, so you got to. Kind I, am, a I am I'm brim. not like
1: team f- all the way flat bill but I'm a flat bill guy.
0: Yeah, I'm not doing for me. I'm not doing the flat flat bill but it's like a very gentle curve on the bill. Like just a slope, right. just a gentle slope. Don't nothing nothing extreme. Just like a little bunny slope, not a not a double X, you know, not a double right. black diamond whatever deal on on my hats here. Right. But okay. um, all right, good talk. Uh, good talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> no that's all right um there's not a good transition here uh dick butkus died yeah um he obviously chicago bear uh, great was fighting illini great i that, bet they
1: have a pretty cool tribute
0: yeah so they actually have a uh dick butkus statue outside of their stadium yeah i bet um, there's gonna be
1: flower i mean i bet there's a lot.
0: yeah there's probably gonna be a moment of silence there's gonna be a tribute I mean, who didn't like dick butkus yeah, I mean, he's. Tell me someone that didn't like him.
1: I don't know. Doesn't. I don't this know. Is anyone. Really weird. I'm gonna take my hood off. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> you know, in, when I was a kid, for some reason, and I don't know if it's because their names sort of have a similar like cadence to it, but I, when I was younger, interested. I really, I really could not like I couldn't differentiate between Dick Butkus and Mike Ditka. In oh, yeah, head. yeah, okay. Like, they yeah. have kind of like a similar cadence to their name a little bit. Feels um,
9: cool. Well, he's one of the, what, five greatest people to not get a championship. Dick Butkus? Yeah.
1: Dan Marino? You Barry know, Sanders?
9: Barry Charles Sanders. Barkley? I mean, if you just... Hey, want go, going, hey You want you're going to go all sports, sports hey. here? You go all hey. sports?
0: Keep my guy's name out your mouth. All right, Will Smith. Um... Listen, he, he got—he didn't win a championship. What do you want me to say? And he played Michael Jordan. The greatest I mean, like, of all I'm
9: time. Just, I'm just saying, I mean, you know. He couldn't
0: take advantage of that two-year gap like Hakeem did? Hakeem was like, I see an opening. Boom. <laughs> you know what's funny? And then he went
9: <laughs> over there and they still couldn't get it done. <laughs> That's my favorite. So,
1: I'm
0: a huge Hakeem guy. I think Hakeem is so undervalued.
7: Yes. He's oh.
0: incredibly underrated. Prop, Like, one of legitimately the most skilled and talented bigs we've yeah. probably ever seen. His footwork, like. He'd, and he would translate really well to the modern era because he could shoot a little bit. He still did, like, skyhook stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and his face-up game. His footwork in the post was unreal. Yeah. Like, people still are like, oh, he worked with Hakeem this summer. His footwork's going to be yeah. way better. Like, that's an actual thing. Yeah. Every time a center gets to Houston, they're like, oh, he's going to work with Hakeem. It's going to be fine. Um, not to yeah. mention, probably, I mean, I think he leads NBA history in blocks and is really high yeah. up there in steals. He's one of the greatest defenders at any position of all time. Hakeem oh, was good. Not to mention he dropped 25 a game every How do we single go night. from Dick? All right, I need to focus here. Uh, guys without championships. Oh. We got to Dick gets to Barkley, to Um But, no, Hakeem. Bring that wildly overrated. Back on the tracks. I can't promise that's going to happen at any <laughs> point today. Um, well,
7: <laughs> well, maybe.
0: Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, no, but so uh, – it kind of got to where I was going there with, like, I think for a lot of people, Dick Butkus was, is sort of defines football if you're of a certain age. He kind of is like the beacon figure of football. And I was trying to figure out who those guys would be now. Like, like if you're around our age or a little bit younger, because he's, it's not well, just. I, I just always go to Marino. Yeah, I don't know that he does that for everyone the same. Like I would almost go Elway or like Montana. I think Montana oh. more than Marino. Would oh, kind you mean of where like everyone liked him? No, not just everybody liked him, but kind of defined football for that era of football oh, okay. fan. Tom Brady. Right? For this era, sure. Yeah. Uh or for the, I guess the most recent Tom past Brady's. era. And Mahomes will be for this.
9: So you're saying like Dick was a he kind a, of like he was him. a generation before. He was a
0: Generational talent. Yes, I think he was a generational talent, but more so, he kind of embodied what football was. And I feel like you get that more out of other positions than you do quarterbacks, because quarterbacks are kind of their own deal. You know what I mean? They're kind of like off in their own, like protected and overpaid—not overpaid, but paid more than everyone else. Some of them are overpaid. There's Um, a lot that are overpaid. (laughs) Looking at you, Justin Herbert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's way good. I would love him in the New York Jets. Oh. Yeah, no, he's really talented. Can only dream. Uh, but like, I feel like there's guys that sort of – like maybe Ray Lewis would be sort of one of those guys, like the, like a football guy. Because I feel like quarterbacks kind of feel like their own thing. You know, like it's, a, it's sort of a different category for me. Yeah. And I've been thinking, I've been trying to figure out who kind of embodies that. Derrick Henry? I don't know that he's – out there enough you know public yeah yeah like yes he's really good at football yeah Yeah, he's a very quiet guy dick butkus though was sort of like a representative for football honestly for for a lot of people, was madden for a long time right travis
1: kelsey before like a couple weeks ago (laughs) travis
0: (laughs) yeah like jason kelsey if he was as famous as travis kelsey would be a perfect example yeah like he is an ambassador for football right um but, no, obviously – Like football guy. Yeah, just like that's a J.J. Watt. Guy. J.J. Watt. Oh, maybe. He did I did a about, lot in community. He yeah, was I think about kind of the really well-liked. Sometimes. J.J. Watt. Yeah, I don't – Like, know. I mean, like football I, player? He was, but I think of the injuries more than I think of Yeah, anything. but he – I mean, he was really oh, good. Oh, he was obviously he was really good, good. Started getting For, for sure. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Cam Lenhart, Bennington head football coach here on Herd Out Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, and ESPN Tri-Cities.
3: the Friday Coaches Corner. This
8: is a process that we're going through. And although we're looking for the winning edge, shortcuts aren't one of
3: them. Hello? This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Can you believe they called that play?
0: I formation, quick 141. 94. Pullback banana hot right. Round left, why nasty
3: 16 lead pass? Just what were those coaches thinking?
0: They are who we
3: thought they were when we let them off the hook. On the Friday Coach's Corner. Hey, the spot! He's up
9: here,
0: sir. You misplaced the line of scrimmage, you bunch of dummies. It's
3: the Friday Coach's
10: Corner.
0: Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurtout Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Mike Sauter here with me. And we are joined on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline by Bennington Head Football Coach Cam Lenhart. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are doing well also. Uh, at- just okay. <laughs> Sauter's just okay apparently. Um, has it been a little bit uh, more confusing to have your name in Nebraska for the last like few months with uh, – another cam lenhart kind of taking up residency in lincoln
5: no not at all that guy's doing phenomenal things he can have it all <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you're not a big attention guy just i've got to know you i think over the last couple of years and you don't you kind of you'd like to be uh how do i say it uh in the background was that right yeah
5: i yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Let the, the people who really deserve the credit are the players, and you know, I don't let's just keep on doing what we're doing. No one needs to know about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, talk about doing what you're doing. Uh, Thirty two games in a row is a lot. Um, what what do you credit that to? I mean, obviously you've had good players and everything, but there's there's got to be you know not to slip up in 32 games is, is pretty phenomenal.
5: Yeah, I would just, like, it does come truly down to the players. Uh, You know, I think we've developed a a culture where kids know the expectations and they hold each other to it. I think another thing that's just uh, really beneficial for us is we have a a tremendous staff and a a staff that's been very consistent. You know, we've had a few guys come and leave, but overall, the core has always been here, and I think any time where you have a consistent staff who who puts in the time not only in the season but out of the season, that shows the kids how just truly important it is, and then uh, you have that buy-in and everything just kind
1: of comes together. How do you not look ahead um, to potentially, you know, next week? Obviously, Elkhorn North won last night, so they're undefeated. Uh, you have Westview tonight who's kind of, you know, coming on a little bit for a second-year school. Like, they're they're a little better than probably people think. How, what's the message been this week to, to not, you know, to stay focused on the task at hand, I guess?
5: Well, I think it's been uh, you know, proven from this year's past that we take every week as that's the only thing that matters. So this week's been the same. Uh, we preach to the kids from the very beginning uh, that, that Westview is a very, a very good program for where they're at as, as far as being just a second-year school, and we cannot take anything lightly. Uh, more importantly, we have to get better. And so uh, why it may be fun to look ahead, it, that's not how great teams get better. They, they focus on where they're at right here, right now, in the moment. Uh, And that's what we tried to send the message all week. And that's where our kids, I think, have done a really good job.
0: Coach, I know you kind of talked about the consistency within your staff. Is that kind of the main reason you've been able to hand down sort of the culture from class to class? Because that's one of the most challenging things, I think, about high school sports is you've only got those guys uh, for a few years before You kind of have to not start over necessarily but you're sort of constantly rebuilding and reloading at the high school level um how are you able to do that as classes move on
5: well i think it comes uh like i said from a lot of things probably one like i said the staff is consistent uh and they're around the kids all the time and so you know i think we're we're very fortunate everyone on our staff is a teacher Hmm. uh, and i don't know if that's like that everywhere else so, you know, our guys um, are, are – most of them are high school teachers, so they see them on a daily basis. And then I think another thing that's just special to Bennington is, you know, our our culture does it, isn't just a football culture. I think there's elements that go through our basketball program, through our wrestling program, through our tro- track program. We actually have, a, you know, core, core values throughout the entire athletic we call Badger Built. And so I think just those kids hear those values and talk about those values and try to embody those values not only in the fall, but in the, the winter and spring. And that just helps not only our program, but every program.
1: Okay, speaking of wrestling, and for those that don't know, you're uh, on the wrestling staff as well and help out there. How, um Kyler Lortzen, better football player or wrestler? Because he's a pretty good wrestler.
5: <laughs> he's a really good wrestler. He's, he's a pretty dang good athlete. I, right. and, uh, I think he's a uh, – whatever season he's in, he's probably one of the best ones out there.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he had a hundred and like he had 113 tackles, 100, over 100 tackles last year as a sophomore, for a team yeah. that didn't lose. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, like I yeah. and won a state title wrestling. Like it's he needs probably talked about more. This is just me grandstanding for him, but I think he probably needs talked about more as one of the better athletes overall, just in the state, not Class B, but everything.
0: I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Coach, you know, you, you kind of brought up the how the wrestlers and football players are, are great athletes, and you do both. There's a lot of people that are adamant, and I, I I tend to believe them that guys that play football that also wrestle, especially guys in the trenches, have a pretty distinct advantage because of their experience as wrestlers. What do you think that is? Can you kind of pinpoint what translates from wrestling to football that can make some of those guys so effective?
5: Yeah, you know, uh, I think from like a technique standpoint, you a lot of times like with the hand fighting um, and yeah. just body placement, head placement. That's a lot of leverage. Um, things that come in wrestling will translate right over to right over to the sport of football. Uh, I think just for more of a mindset, though, you know, uh, wrestling is a grinding sport, uh, and you got to be a grinder to be successful at it. Uh, and especially at that heavyweight, where it's a lot of. A lot of just big bodies trying to find just the right spot to uh, to, to make their move, and I think that's, that happens right on the defense and offensive line, you know. Uh, big bodies finding the right spot. This is a guy that's usually the more aggressive one, is the most successful in wrestling, and you see that exactly on the offense and defensive line. The guy is more aggressive more more, more than likely going to win every time.
1: Leverage is another key to that, too. Speaking of leverage, a uh, guy that I think is probably pretty good – Jack Jansen, uh, and just your defensive line. Actually, your entire defense is kind of, I feel like, uh, maybe carrying the weight, I guess, this year. You returned a lot of guys. Your defense is really good. Um, after a couple of years of, you know, just putting up a ton of points and offense just going crazy, you finally graduated a bird at quarterback. <laughs> you don't have any of those guys left. Um, <laughs> talk about your defense, I guess, and and how well they've been.
5: Yeah, yeah, we knew from the beginning of the year that our defense was going to be very strong, just with the guys that we returned. What I think uh, has really brought them along more successfully than than probably anything else is just their desire to want to be good. Uh, they are they are truly students of the game. You know, uh, we we watch film throughout the week uh, with every single position group, and it's just amazing the things that they pick up on. And that, and that's kudos to to them as just players. I think that benefits us being able to only go one way where they can focus on that. Yeah. Uh, but the just uh, the ideas that they come up with and the and the things that they talk about amongst themselves, that's nothing that we coach up. They do it on their own, and uh, you know that's what's really made them a special group
0: coach I feel like from uh, kind of an outside perspective and from a fan's perspective uh, sometimes we think about teams when they get to this point in the season where you're you know two-thirds of the way through your schedule essentially uh, at least the regular season and they say okay how can we keep maintaining this level that we found but most coaches I know kind of think about okay what areas can we still improve on what are some of the areas in these last few regular season games that you're still hoping that you can improve on from where you've been at this year uh,
5: you know for sure it's our offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. just putting together a complete game I know we have so much talent over there and I just I don't think it's been fully unleashed yet I know we have some great skill guys that can make a lot of uh, great plays. Um, our offensive line is coming together every week just better and better, but we got, we haven't put it quite yet all together once. I, I'm excited to see when it happens because when it does, I think it's it's going to be something special to watch.
1: Peyton Samman stepped in at quarterback, obviously had big shoes to fill. Like I mentioned before, they're, they, you don't have any birds left uh, to play quarterback anymore. Um, his season has been – What would you say so far for you guys?
5: I think he's done a a good job. You know, I think obviously there's area of room for improvement, but uh, the thing I keep reminding myself is, you know, this is truly his first year at a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Bird kind of was very – what was fortunate for Bird was that he had a lot of of guys (laughs) around him his first year Mm -hmm. and where he could just manage the game. And then by his senior year, he was really comfortable, and you saw him just do what he could do. You know, Samman didn't have that kind of year, so this is his first year getting his feet wet, and I think he's doing really well. Okay. Obviously, there's things that he can improve on, uh, and I think, like you said, once everything comes together, you'll see how truly good of a quarterback he is. Uh, we just gotta we gotta focus on ourselves and and put it all together.
1: Hey, get that get that guy KJ, my guy KJ of the ball. <laughs>
0: uh huh. For sure. Get him, get him the ball. No. All right. Coach, uh, we really appreciate your time. Good luck tonight and with the rest of your season, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road.
5: Sounds good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
0: B- big one next week, boy. Oof. I'm looking ahead. I know you can't. I'll say, you <laughs> worry about Westview, we'll, we'll <laughs> worry about Elkhorn, though. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Thank right. you, Coach. That you is mine. our Friend. Well, Mike's friend. Maybe we're friends. I call. Too. I mean, yeah, we talk. I call everybody so. we talk to a friend. You come on the program, we're oh, yeah. a friend. Uh, that's. Cam Lenhart, he is the head football coach at Assistant Bennington. Assistant wrestling coach. Assistant wrestling football. coach. Uh, he suited up. It stays wearing a nice suit. Yeah, yeah. He's got some swag to him. Suited and that. booted. Maybe so we would be friends. You would be. Me and uh, yeah. me and Coach Lenhart need to he's compare. Got, he he's we might yeah. need to compare. Flat bill guy too. Suit games a little bit. Yeah, okay. Flatville. All right. I'm 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 in on this. He's now. a really good football coach. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, 32 game winning streak for Bennington. They try and make it 33 tonight against Westview before their big challenge next week against Elkhorn North. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Michael Rose-Ivy. We're going to get into Nebraska and Illinois, get into it deep with Michael Rose-Ivy here on Herd Out Sports Radio.
7: Jambo. What
0: is that for us? Kicking all the oh, kicking off hour number two here on HerDot Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Mike Sodder. We are joined on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline by Michael Rose-Ivy, former Nebraska football player, current uh, high school football coach. Michael, how are you this morning? Doing good, doing good. Let's get, uh, let's get right into Nebraska and Illinois here. Um, I, I'm really curious about Johnny Newton on that Illinois defensive line. He's obviously a super talented guy and a uh, pro- likely high first-round draft pick for Illinois. A- as an offense, what are some of the ways you would deal with somebody of that nature in terms of do you do you just try and double him? Do you go away from him? What, what's your mindset on how to deal with somebody as, as talented as a Johnny Newton?
8: You know, I think when you look at him, obviously he's a, a aggressive, you know, more attacking D lineman. You know, he's not a guy that's going to sit at the line of scrimmage and, you know, kind of, you know, the the classic shock shed, you know, get off on the ball, right? He's going to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look at some, some gap schemes, you look at some trap stuff, um, you know, wash him down a little bit. You know, his eyes obviously, you know, be able to make those plays in the backfield as a defensive lineman. You know, you, your eyes kind of have to be back there seeing what's going on. So some guys have that natural ability to still be able to make plays and have a feel for that blocker, even though eyes aren't perfect, right? Aren't textbook as a coach would like them. But um, you know, you look for some things that's gonna get them, uh, get them off the field. Uh, You know, get them one way. Obviously, double teams helps. Putting you know, you know, putting 600 pounds on 300 pounds a couple times to so, – to slow him down, uh, you know, middle screens and things like that um, to influence him. You know, he can be a game wrecker, and, you know, for what they do on defense, they play a lot of men, and they they expect him and the other guys up front to kind of get pressure with their stunts and stuff. So, um, you know, I think, you know, running at him, you know, and and putting guys on, putting bodies on him and making sure, right, he's still in good good amount of contact every play is a, a good way to slow him down.
0: You mentioned how sometimes the eyes aren't perfect. That's not specific to Johnny Newton. There's a lot of guys on that Illinois defense that seem like sometimes they struggle with their eye discipline on uh, kind of inside run fakes and getting out to the perimeter. Is that something you think Nebraska is able to take advantage of tonight?
8: I think they can. Um, I, I think especially I looked at a couple, you know, just a couple of clips of their, their Purdue game and. Um, you know, I know Coach White and Coach a talked about the mistakes on Nebraska defense last week, but I mean, there was, there was just as many I, I saw from Illinois. You know, uh, just not fitting the right gap, like you said, eyes in the, in the wrong place, especially on the second and third level. Um, you know, like I said, they do play a lot of man-to-man coverage, and they get themselves in positions where you know eyes are are wandering, so you get you know you get the grab and the guy's making that that secondary move to get past you, um, and, and they leave themselves open to some big plays. You know, I think. Um, you know, I think it's a game where Nebraska can really just run at them. You know, I, I think also that they're not as physical as the past couple teams in Nebraska play, especially Michigan. Um, so, it'll be an opportunity to get that confidence back. And being a smash-mouth team, I can see a lot of affirmation and, and really trying to pound the ball at them and kind of getting back to that, you know, old-school Nebraska mindset offense, you know, that was kind of doing with before the Michigan game. Do
1: you, do you think that we'll see more maybe 31 personnel or – Try and maybe help that left side of the offensive line a little bit um, with a little more tight end or maybe some fullback stuff, I guess.
8: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely can see that, um, you know, with a with tight end and, and adding a fullback. Um, I, I, I think, you know, the person the personnel helps, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the guys that are playing, you know, you have to execute. Um, obviously, as a coach, you're, you try to find ways to um, alleviate, you know, your weak links. From being exposed and, and really, you know, deteriorating your game plan, um, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we we got to find some guys that can step up and play play in that role. You know what I mean? And um, you know, whoever whoever it is, the Ross scholarship, walk on, you know, you know, we we got to find whatever whatever the fit is or for this season to get what we for what we got, you know, getting some guys in there that can play and, and, and help us out.
0: We're talking with Michael Rose, Ivy, former Husker. Uh, you know, Coach Rule a lot this week has talked about um, playing not to lose versus playing to win, and he feels like his guys have gotten maybe a little bit tight and they're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. From a practical standpoint, when you're out there or while you're watching games, how do you, what are some of the things you look at that help you identify when guys are? Playing not to lose versus playing to win, or is it something you kind of have to pick up from being inside the locker room?
8: Um, a little bit of both. I mean, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have mistakes, but when it's like very obvious, I mean, for me having a football, I you mean, know, I played the game like at the second level with linebackers. You know, mm-hmm. I look at like a two or three runs, you know, that kind of got broken off, were because bad picks by our linebackers, right? And I can I can notice that and say, you know. The, the way their reaction is telling me, you know, obviously they've been coached, you know, reading the guards and we reading Keys, but their reaction initially on the start of the play shows me that there was a disconnect between um, what they've been taught and what they've been coached and what they're what they're doing. And, you know, we've seen them be able to play against, you know, a somewhat similar scheme and stuff like that. Obviously different players. But it's like when you see that different opponent, right, what why is that making you play different? You know what I mean? And and we experience we experience in high school all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you get to play them. You know, you play the the team. Hey, they got they got Johnny Johnny Johnson. He's a four star. He's going to X Y Z. He's got this scholarship. He's got this scholarship. And you know, I'm not saying those guys are looking at those guys like, man, this guy is you know rated here X here on you know Mel typer's mock draft But the mindset that you know, like I said, I'm just I'm just playing to get through this, right? I'm not going to hit my gap part as a linebacker as a offensive lineman. I'm not going to take those extra two three steps to finish your guy, get him really sealed out of the gap, right? Because. I'm already defeated mentally, and I saw on Twitter a lot of people were saying, you know, you know that mentality should have been killed in the off season, and you know, and just seeing that repetitively, and it's like it's obvious. A lot of people have not been in a locker room and understand that there is a, a a a a carryover, obviously, from the old staff. But also, too, you don't know what you have, what you truly have until bulls are flying. until You're really out there, you're in the trenches, and things are going crazy. It, it's good to say we got culture, you know, we five-star culture over, or, or uh, no-star culture or five-star culture, or, you know, whatever your mantra wants. I mean, it's good to say that in the, in the spring. It's, it's cool to say that in the summer, right? But when it's week four, week five, right, is that is that really living through your players? Is that really living through your staff, right? So I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, Nebraska has to find find a way. It's not, it's not even about getting back to playing Nebraska football, just playing a good brand of football. And, and let's not put a name on it. Let's not put an error on it and just say, let's get back to playing a good brand of football. What is, that? what is that? Controlling the field position, controlling the football, playing good defense, and your special team's not losing the game for you. You know, and they've got to find a way. Whoever it is, whatever the rest of you whatever the play call set is, they got to find a way to get to that.
1: Yeah, Luke Allmire is uh, a quarterback for Illinois. Uh, Let's just go with okay. (laughs) Um, Right. But do you think, just looking a little bit, I mean, he is averaging 35 yards on the ground. He's a little mobile. Can he – you think that he might – Yeah, do you think he can hurt Nebraska's defense a little bit with his legs? I mean, they haven't really seen someone just – Take it off and go, you know, from a quarterback position. McCarthy, I guess, McCarthy, did a little bit, yeah. but yeah.
8: I, I was, I would say, I mean, he could. I mean, he, he's like that kid that you know wants to always play quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, everything has to, be, everything has to be off platform. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything has to be that Johnny Manziel, fumble the ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of run around, make <laughs> yeah. a great play type of thing. And uh, you know, he he plays a little bit of hero ball. You know, from from what I've seen, the little film I've seen of him. Um, but I, I think with how Illinois' offense is designed, they don't mind getting the quarterback involved in the run game. So I can see about five to seven designed runs, for especially if you know, they're trying to hammer down on uh, McCray, I think the, the running back for Illinois, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to fill those gaps inside. Um, but the big thing is always, right, you get the third down, you saw versus Michigan, and, you know, you play man to man, and if you don't have that guy that can demand a double team or demand the, the O-line to shift their protection that way, you know, it becomes hard to just rush, you know, three to four guys. And then, you know, obviously there's, there's telltale signs that you're about to bring five or six to the safety rotation changes. So um, you put your DBs in kind of some, some some tough positions, not being able to get pressure with those three to four guys. And, you know, obviously things happen when you you send more guys. And like Coach White said, the, the, I think it was the D lineman got out the wrong gap or went the wrong way in the pressure. And, that's how McCarthy scores. So he can hurt them. I think that's something they probably corrected and looked at. You know, both teams came are coming off and of getting punched in the mouth. You know, Michigan and Nebraska are a little more televised than Illinois Purdue. Mm-hmm. So I think both teams are going to come in with a, a chip on their shoulder.
0: Michael, I, I've been wondering about that Sunday practice that Nebraska had this week. They went full pads day after the game and, and by all accounts, went pretty hard. I guess just for mm-hmm. our frame of reference – how uncommon is that? I mean, I would imagine it's pretty rare, but in your experience, how uncommon is it to have that type of practice directly after a game that way?
8: I'm trying to think if we ever did that with both. I don't, I don't think so. I so mean, it's, that it, Monday it, practice was hard as hell. Monday practice Sure. I don't think we ever had <laughs> <I don't> to <think, laughs> come back on the side. You know, I, I, I couldn't imagine it. I mean, um for myself, I mean, I, I usually be I mean, pretty sore after, after games and stuff like that. But also, I mean, you know, it, it's it's super rare. I mean, I I can't think of anyone that I've talked to in college ball that has some experience or anything like that. Um, so I mean, we'll see what the, you know if the dividends pay off. You know, tonight and um, and for and for the future. But um, you know, it's it's very rare. Do you think that something? that
0: specific can be kind of a turning point? I know a lot of the things we talk about are uh, kind of long-term fixes, whether it's in, instilling culture or uh, accountability or whatever. Do you think there can be kind of a moment where the rubber meets the road? And it's like, oh, coach has been talking about this all off season or in the spring or in the summer. But once we actually got to it and we really didn't play up to the level that we expected, then, oh, he really is about that. Do you think it can be kind of a singular moment like that?
8: Not, I think not with the context of the, our program and where we've been. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be a consistent, um, you know, week-to-week basis of just playing good football. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that's where, for one, the con- – because, you know, we can we, we go out and, and, God forbid, right, we, we go lose versus Illinois. And you know what the message board are going to say. They're going to mock the fact that, if, you know, we did that practice on Sunday. We we still got our bucks you know, sure. and it's a x 22. And that's the one thing I, you know, I did even being in the younger generation, somewhat younger generation, right, that I hate about technology. Like, that's something I don't think we should know. Maybe, and I don't know if Coach Rule was the one who brought the information out. Mm-hmm. And, because it would be something I would rather come out after the game like, yeah, you know, this week we really focused you. We even had a, a practice on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's, it's not it's, – I feel like there's so much more expectation when you announce those things. And that's not on Coach Rule. It's a lot of coaches that, you know, do this and announce things and um, all that stuff. But it puts more expectation and pressure that's already on the kids, obviously, as you saw in the film versus Michigan. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, it can't be a singular moment. It has to be something that's consistent. They put together, you know, good brand of football, you know, competitive, um, you know, and, and just and just going out and just, just playing good football, clean football, you know, little mistakes, you know, and, and playing with pride. I think that's a big thing all the coaches talk about in the press conference was the pride part.
1: This this game feels like it's uh <sighs> I I guess I hate to say, it, but a make-or-break season okay. kind of game. You know what I mean? Like, do do yeah, players yeah. feel
8: that?
1: Do players feel that?
8: Oh, for sure. I mean, you feel you feel the tide. You feel the, the tide, right? You know, you're on, you're on that ship, right? And mm-hmm. you know, some people are undefeated, right? They're ranked two, one, of you know, Michigan, right? Their 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 water is pretty pretty smooth sailing right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you get going through the season, and things start to get a little bit more turbulent, you know you definitely feel that right especially with this transfer portal era right in that locker room you you can sense the guys that are kind of pulling away right Mm -hmm. this guy was you know holding conversation in the locker room and holding court as we call it right but now he's not involved himself you know in everything right because he's hurt, that maybe he's on the second team of depth chart now or he's not getting the reps he was getting and he's not you know maybe he's not producing maybe he's not getting the ball right so we we as players we feel that right and we do as much as we can within our, you know, there's you know, small clicks within the team, right, to, mm. to bring our individual guys along, you know, with it, with the team mindset, and, uh, team team minded, I'm sorry, the team mindset uh, within our within our mind as well. So mm. um, it's it definitely something players feel. I think it's something that, that players understand. And that's where that leadership comes in. It's like, hey, when does the buck stop, right? When, when are we going to say enough is enough, and we're going to really, you know, give our all and, and put everything into this and and, and not just me to talk and, and really walk the walk in. I mean, that's not just this, this generation of, of players we got on our roster, it's been that since, you know, even I was there. So it's, it's, it's something that, um, you know, they're, they're fighting and, and, you know, we got to keep supporting them and, and keep rooting them on because at some point it's going to turn and we're going to like the results.
0: Michael, I'm I'm curious. I, I'm sure you heard uh, some of Matt Rule's comments after the game, where he says, "Hey, you're going to find out about what Nebraska is about on Friday, and you're going to find out what I'm about on Friday." Does as a player, how, how do you, how would you have received your coach? I mean, kind of putting a little bit of extra pressure on publicly about how the team needs to perform on Friday. How would you have processed that?
8: Um, I would. I mean. I had both, man. I would, I would <laughs> say. You know, we, we we know exactly what it is. Um, I mean, it, it, there would there wouldn't be much to process. I mean, for, honestly, you like I said, we were we would recognize, understand, like, man, that guy, that performance was. I, I remember very vividly, right, the McNeese game.
7: Right? Mm-hmm. Amir
8: Abdullah has that great catch. Um, and we're I'm not saying we're in locker room celebrating, like going crazy or anything. But you know, we got to win. We're good. Hey, we survived. And, you know, Mir, I think he had an interview, you know, ESPN or whoever. And he came in a locker room. This is before Bo came in. And, I mean, he ripped us. I mean, just, just completely. That's not how we play football. Y'all here high and you know, laughing, all this, doing all this stuff. And we almost got our ass beat by, You know, McNeese, said, I mean, he's, he's going off. And Coach Bo come there like, I don't need to say anything. You know, and it's like. Players recognize they they recognize an ugly win they, and and you know there is no really pretty losses, but they recognize those things and, and they understand those things and I think there wasn't really much pressure put on them. I just think it's a he when a coach is in a press conference, he's talking to two people: recruits and his players on the team. Yeah, and I think it's just setting that tone and letting them: hey, for one, if you're here, this is not the effort we want, and two, if you are in the stands on a recruiting visit or you're watching at home. This is not the type of players we want, and I think that's 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 the message. And obviously, you go out and practice on a Sunday right after playing the game. I mean, that's that's a pretty clear message, like, hey, we're this is not what we're about. This is not what I want to I want to put my name on, right? And I don't want you guys to have your name on as well. So you know, let's get back to work immediately and figure it out. But you know, I, I don't think there's added pressure. I think it's just the, I think it's the expectation. You know, what I mean, again, it could it could you know, God forbid they go out and lose tonight, it could be mocked all over Twitter and social media and stuff like that, but. At the end of the day, I I I, I want Nebraska to live in a bubble. Hey, it, mm. it's about us as well. As we do. And I think some fans get kind of turned off by that message, you know, the, the us versus the world kind of the bold mentality that kind of he had. You know, it's, it's us versus the world. And and not, when when the coaches say that, and when coaches have that mantra, it's the fans too, right? It's the it's the admin, it's it's the it's the janitor, it's everybody, it's us, right? Anybody that represents the end, it's us versus them. And we're not worried about you know, I tweet about like, you know, Nebraska is still tweeting about Colorado, like. We should not be worried about any other program. We have enough. We have enough stuff to clean up within our own. Now, and I think if we put, if we all put more focus on that and more on on that, and not worry about where we should be in year one, two, three, I think we we'll all, find, for one, feel better about the progress we are making, right, and also about where we can possibly go with Matt Rule and the staff, and just the projections, right? Because he doesn't have all his guys in yet. So let let, let the guy work. Give him time, and, and you know things will things will work out as they should. Um, but I, I think our energy can be more invested and in, in, in more positive support for the team at some point.
1: If, yeah, I mean, if you gotta, if, if your 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 knife and your fork better not be in the sink uh, if you're going to someone's else's house complaining about dishes in the sink. For sure. So, like, for sure. yeah. Um, it, the, the single – is, you, know, you talk about leadership and all that in inside the locker room. It feels like, you know, that's on the single-digit jersey guys, right? Like right. the guys that have the zero, the one, the two, the three, the four. Um, right. They did that for a reason. And, and also some of those guys need to probably play better on the field. I mean, they're, yeah, they're their right. production
7: yeah.
1: – so at what point is that – like if those guys aren't producing on the field, but they're also trying to be the vocal piece – so you, does, does that get tuned out? I guess inside the locker room, or or no?
8: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it depends on what their message is, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're a guy, right, you know, I'm just thinking defense. If you're a guy the D-line, right, you're just getting you're getting washed. You, I mean, you're not holding the gap. I mean, I got if I'm a linebacker, right, and I got a guard and tackle already in my lap when the ball's back, right? Um, you know, obviously your message starts to wane, you know, wane, wane off on guys, right? It's not really heard, right? But I, I think. And it's kind of almost similar to how parents view youth sports. It's it's what are you, what are you getting out of it, right? So I mean, obviously, if you got a guy who's limited talent wise, you already know that, or maybe more limited than the uh, the average opponent he goes against in the Big Ten, right? I as a coach, especially in year one, right, especially if I'm already preaching process, 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 build, 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 right. I'm more comfortable playing a guy I trust, I know, that showing up the class, not getting the emails right from the from the academics, not getting emails from the teachers, you know, doing everything right. I trust that in year one to be able to build a foundation, at least with my culture, right? Hey, I already know coming into this thing. I don't know how many games I'm going to win, right? I'm already coming to, this thing to understand that. So my first thought process, right, is I want to establish a culture that's, that's, that's everlasting. It that goes beyond this year because, you know, I, I even tell seniors, hey, I got more games here left than you, right? <laughs> so for me, you know, for me, I, I don't I necessarily don't want to. Uh, you know, destroy the, the opportunity to build a foundation of my culture by just playing guys that are more talented, right, but are creating more headaches, you know, Sunday through, Sunday through Friday, right? Because That weighs on a coach, you know, especially a position coach. No matter how many times a, a coordinator come me, hey, why is this guy with like, my man, coach, man? You see my emails, you see him in practice, you see him in individuals, right? And they have a long laundry, so it's like, well, we want to get them in there. Right? We need to get them in there, right? And then you'll see a crucial mistake happen, right, in the game. And you know what? That position coach gets that corner, that look, that's why that guy's not, <laughs> not play. Right? And I, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen it happen, right? And it's so, all other ways, too, where position coach has fought for a guy, and, you know, he goes out there and he's not ready. So, um, you know, I'd I, I, I rather them keep establishing and building culture. Like I said, just get back to a good brand of football. It ain't got to be championship football tomorrow. Or tonight. It ain't gotta be championship football next week. But just get back to playing a good, solid foundational game of football that that, that we can say, hey, we, we didn't we, we, we just got out we just got out recruited. You know, mm-hmm. if the games that we got out recruited, like we got out recruited. Right now we're getting out we're out recruited in this game. Right. But mm-hmm. Illinois, that's a team I think we're we're equally, if not a little bit better than that, right? I think we should be able to take advantage of and be able to get some confidence, man. I I really think so, especially offensively if they can run the ball effectively.
0: All right, Michael. Let's get you out of here on this. How do you see this game playing out for Nebraska? And you know, you want to throw a little score prediction in there. We we'll take that too.
8: All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty twenty-three seventeen.
0: Hmm. Going
8: Nebraska there. Okay. Twenty-three seventeen. Okay. Yeah, 23, 17 Feels about I, think, right. I, think, I think defense comes down and plays with the hair on fire. Get the turnovers. They'll make Altmaier make a mistake. Just, this play gap down in the run game. I do think Josh Williams is a good threat on, at the receiver spot for him, so that's going to be something that would be interesting, who they put on there, like see Brown on him. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it will be a good game, really good game.
0: Michael Rose-Ivy, we appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you again soon.
8: Appreciate you guys. Go Big Red.
0: Mm-hmm. That's Michael Rose-Ivy, former Nebraska Cornhusker. He coaches high school football now. Really good stuff from him mm-hmm. as always. Uh, really good stuff about culture there too. I know yeah, it's something – we talk about a lot with Matt Rule, but it's it's really interesting to see or to hear from somebody who obviously, you know, played for a coach that I, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know if I if I immediately think culture when I think of Bo, but obviously, oh, I, do, I, I do. do. You, yeah, okay, yeah. In a, I think it's hard for me to separate the public persona versus you know what I mean. I, I think I I I think there's such a
1: vacuum of uh, man, how he his culture was. It is us and only us, and yes. everyone against us and all that. Which I, I, you know, I, didn't, I don't know if I
0: necessarily like that. Sure, um, but it certainly was his brand of what, culture. Yeah, okay. literally
9: us, like that's the fair. locker room and against no one else,
0: everybody, yeah, fans included. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean.
9: By that's, the way, that MRI segment. Yeah, I will put my money on that being one of the best segments on radio that you can find right there. There I think he's that good. Right there. Right there. Right there.
0: there. And he was right there on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. We're going to talk to Matt Verzal coming up next.
3: Now let's find out what Matt Verzal is better at, telling stories or making pizza.
4: Matt, Matt,
3: Matt. (laughs) Matt's an exceptional young man. Matt Verzal. Happy birthday, Matt. You know, Matt, he's a tremendous athlete. Matt Berzel. Come
4: on, Matt. Matt, Matt. <laughs> Matt, I'm with you.
0: You know, like Matt Verzal, you're one of the sexiest people in the world, but you're not one of the most beautiful. How does that happen?
3: Here is Matt Verzal. All right, Matt. Thank you very much.
0: We're halfway through the show here on Herd Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Mike Sauter. Already? We Already? I know. It's flying by. We are joined now by our friend Matt Verzal on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline. Verz, how are you doing this morning?
10: Uh, not too bad. How are you guys?
0: We are doing all not, right. Not too bad. Appreciate you being flexible on the time with us here this morning. Um, I know you're a busy man, so thank you for that. Um, what first, is it, before we get into Nebraska stuff, how good are how good
1: are my Ralston Rams?
10: You know, buddy, they got a they got a three four players I really like. Number sixty seven. Their defensive alignment could be. One of my favorite kids we've had the chance to play against this year, I mean he's hundred miles an hour he's he goes at it i i really like really like what he does yeah um, truck does a good job over there, so they can they can do some things man
1: hmm. interesting now that we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna have one of our guys out there shooting some video stuff for it uh for that game tonight, but i say my because that's my alma mater.
0: Oh, I didn't realize oh, yeah. that. I mean, yeah. 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 You're a Ram yeah, a Ram. Yeah. yeah. Well so. that explains a lot. Whoa. <laughs> ow <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah. <laughs> Verz. Uh let's get into Nebraska, Illinois a little bit here. Um before we kind of get into the guts of it. You know, kinda been an interesting week from uh in terms of talking points from the head coach. This week. I guess first and foremost, and we just asked uh, Michael Rose Ivy about this. Uh, did, you, did you like that he kind of put the challenge out to the team right after the game on Michigan, like, hey, you're going to find out about us on Friday? Is that something you were kind of vibing with at all, or, or how did you process that?
10: Uh, nah, this stuff coaches say. Just, I mean, if, if you. Yeah, they just. Coaches. <laughs> we're just make it so that's more up. for
0: our benefit than it is for the actual team yep
1: is it, it yep we, we we're talking with mri bef- just before you and I, I guess we got into locker room culture type stuff and and it it's kind of i guess i asked him the question hey you know if the leaders on the team are the guys with the single digit jerseys and they're not performing. If they're not performing, how hard is it in the locker room to still listen to what they're trying to preach in the locker room from, from a leadership standpoint?
10: Uh, that all depends on how much like, respect you have in there. Like you can, I mean, nobody's going to be perfect. Everybody's going to go through a slump. But if you have the respect of your teammates, they're going to listen to you when things aren't going great. That's just, the tough part about doing things like that is you're you're hoping that person can be perfect all the time, mm. and it doesn't always work out that way.
1: Is that why? Is that why the NFL changes captains every week, primarily? Could be. Could, I mean, I mean I just, it could
10: be. Yeah. Why your Jets would have Zach Wilson be the <laughs> the team captain all the time? Come on,
1: man! <laughs> what did I do to you? The Bears win one hey. freaking game, and all nope. of a sudden it's.
10: That was, an honest, that was an honest statement. I think the kid deserves it. Like, he's maturing. Like, right in front of your eyes. No, oh, I hope so. Jake, I mean, listen, when you have other players in the league that aren't on your team coming to defend your guy, mm. they know. And then watch what happened. As soon as they started to do that, he's like, oh, okay. Mm. He played well in that game. Like he, he really did. And then he took the blame. Like, he was well, attempting to. But well. he said... I lost us that game. Now, there were other things in that game that also resulted in the loss, but him not doing elementary things probably was a bigger one. But do you think your Zach Wilson from a few years ago would have said that?
1: No. Remember last year when the team was wearing free Mike White shirts or whatever?
10: Yeah, no. And then what did his shirt say?
1: uh, On on his way to Miami. (laughs) No, no.
10: No, no. What Zach Wilson's shirt say? Oh, this could it's go a, a word,
1: number of ways with you, and I don't know.
10: <laughs> it's that a word I can't say on this show, Mike. Mike White. Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah, that.
1: Okay. Oh, I yeah. thought you're talk- gonna go somewhere with the mom thing, <laughs> but um... no.
10: <laughs> Jeez, Mike, this is a family show. <laughs> we're There's not just I on the street. That. There's no.
0: kids on the way to school right now. Come on, yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I like, mom. moms are fine. They're great. <laughs> uh, everybody loves their mom. Um, oh, well, <laughs> <making>.
7: Whoa.
0: Whoa. <laughs> as you're kind of looking toward the game tonight, I, I assume, I, I guess from my standpoint, it's a lot of Nebraska d- doing things under their own control. It's Illinois has kind of been a mistake-prone team as well. Do you think there's any danger in – Sort of a passive mindset of just waiting Illinois to beat themselves, or, or do you think they need to be kind of a little bit more aggressive and just go out and try and take the game, if that makes sense? Good call.
10: So this is a message that I think a lot of folks just get lost on. Mm-hmm. You're not. If you go out and you play and you wait for them to implode, then you're done.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: What you got to do is go out and make you're the best version of your team possible. Okay. If you go out and you're the best version of your team, then then they will do what they do, you do what you do, and somebody will win, okay? So if you're banking on them, like, you can't go into a game and say, oh, we know we can get X turnovers. What Nebraska needs to get in the mindset of is we need to go out and be better than we were last week. That's That's all we got to accomplish. That's all we got to get done. That's it. And if you can go out and do that, then, then you're okay. But if if part of your game plan or part of your mindset, your thought process is okay, we're going to do this and wait for them to turn over. Then you're you're effed. You you you're done. Hmm.
1: Hmm. oh man, it's so tough. Do you do you want to see Nebraska? We're gonna to go to our keys to the game later. But like for me, one of them is just use the quarterback's legs and just just run the ball, take care of it, and and maybe catch a turnover or something because it feels like it's going to be, I don't know, 24 or something like that. Um, do you want to see them run the ball more with quarterback?
10: I think you saw what they – well, you partially saw what was possible when you played the, the two, you know, lesser teams that you played. Mm-hmm.
7: Okay.
10: That's what your team – should look like. Now when you play against a better team, you better figure out a way where you can kind of keep that whole MO going. Okay? Right? And Nebraska couldn't do that. So now again that game was a measuring stick game. So now you know where your biggest efficiency lies. Which you know we everybody at nauseam has talked about it over and over again where Nebraska's deficiencies are. I don't want to bring them up, but that's you have to find a way to execute your best game plan, which is, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, saying not one, but both of your quarterbacks just running the ball the entire game.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: Right? So you've got to figure out a way where you can block and you can execute that for four quarters. That's your goal. If you can get that done, then you should be okay.
0: Verse, we'll get you out of here on this. Do you feel like you have a good sense of how this game is gonna go, or are you kind of in wait and see mode? Because I'm, I'm not sure. I totally
10: have a feel on it. It's, uh, it's interesting. It just became more interesting when you know the OG original reason why a lot of people wear number fifty one passed away right. yesterday, May May Dick Buck. Just rest in peace.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: And the reason I bring that up is because you're gonna see if. If coaching staff, and probably more than anything, kids understand their history of their program, I don't think a lot of them understand what Dick Butkus was for the game. Right, sure. You know, the, the generation of, of football psychopaths <laughs> You know, grew up watching Dick Butkus play and, and wanting to rip someone's head off and wanting to do bodily harm to people and and those kind of things. So he was, it was one of the more fortunate things I got to do was just to to pick up on NFL films and watch NFL films. And you say, man, look at that guy go. Like he gives less than zero of my favorite words about the opponent, about the other coach, about anybody. And it's awesome. So I hope they don't know their history. Um, If they do, you know, could be pretty fired up. Mm-hmm. If they don't, and we go out there, or maybe in honor, we go out and emulate that. That's how we play. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing that says they, that we can't match that. So, I don't know what will happen tonight. Um, I think they will, will rebound after an arch kicking, but I can't, I can't guarantee it because I don't know it. You know, the, the first two, they kind of played back and forth, and then this one got whooped. to them. Now, how do you recover? So you'll, you'll see their mental toughness, you'll see their willingness to play, and we'll figure it out here in a couple of hours.
1: We'll find out who's one of us.
0: Verz, we appreciate, there you go. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks again for being flexible. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay?
10: Hi, right, boys. Be good. Yeah.
0: That's our friend Matt Verzal. We will wrap up our number two with Brian Barnhart, the play-by-play voice of Illinois football, coming up next on her at Sports Radio. Wrapping up, hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Mike Sauter. We're brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters, whose mission it is to support one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth. Go to MentorOmaha.org to sign up to become a big or to donate money, tickets to events, for matches, anything that you can do to help out Big Brothers Big Sisters. Go to MentorOmaha.org. Joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is Brian Barnhart. He is the play by play voice for Illinois football, also men's basketball, but we're in football season now. Brian, how are you this morning? Hey, good. How are you guys? We are doing well. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, first and foremost, I, there was <laughs> obviously it's been kind of a weird week for Illinois football. It, it kind of starts off with the fire at the stadium. And then obviously you've got kind of the emotion of the passing uh, of Illini legend Dick Butkus yesterday. I guess just what's the mindset around Champaign right now? Because it's kind of been a strange week.
2: Yeah, it has. And the weather has been strange, too, because it went from really hot to uh, it's going to get a little chilly uh, here this weekend. So a lot of things are (laughs) changing. But, yeah, the fire was strange. The, The fire turned out to be not as big a deal as the, you know, it was originally thought because part of it was, it was just in a storage area mm-hmm. under what they, what they called a horseshoe. And there was a piece of equipment, uh, groundskeeping equipment or something that caught on fire. The problem was it was like eight o'clock at night and it's dark in there. And it's kind of in one of the oldest parts of the stadium. And there's just a lot of storage down there. And sure. the problem was there was so much fire and smoke, they couldn't see where it was. So it turned out to not be that dangerous, but it got a lot of attention for sure. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, Dick Butkus. Uh, we've got two statues outside yeah. the uh, Memorial Stadium, one on either side: Red Grange on the west, and Dick Butkus on the east. And those are two of the the two retired numbers and two icons in Illinois history. And we've lost them. Of course, lost the the one here with Dick Butkus uh, yesterday. Do you think the that the players
1: understand the impact Dick Butkus had on? Just football and and Illinois and the state in general, obviously with the Bears. Do you do you think the current players have any idea?
2: Well, if they don't, they're made aware of it every day. Yeah. Because uh, the statue's <laughs> right outside where they go in every day at the Smith Center. Right. So, and if you've seen photos of it, it's an unbelievable statue. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting, you know obviously the further away you get from his playing days, mm-hmm. there's less and less people that saw him play, but. But, uh, no, the statues there, it's pretty prominent. Uh, You can't miss it right outside the the Smith Center.
0: Continuing uh, on with sort of the theme of a strange week, Illinois and Nebraska play tonight on a Friday. Um, How has Illinois kind of responded coming off of the tough loss to Purdue on a short week to play Nebraska tonight?
2: Well, it's been a scramble for sure, uh, you know. But they had a little practice with this because they played Kansas earlier this year on a Friday night, and mm-hmm. they had to go on the road for that one. So uh, they've had a little practice at it. Uh, obviously, they had a disappointing game at, at Purdue, as Nebraska did at home against Michigan. So I think both teams are looking to use the the short week maybe as a motivation. Hey, you know, we don't have to wait an extra day to play it. Let's let's go out and get a win against you know two teams that have. Identical records. Uh, they're at different stages with with your new coach at in Nebraska, and of course, Brett Bielema. This is his third year, so you know it should be fun under the lights. Uh, high school football is a big deal in this state, as it is in a lot of places in the small farming communities, especially around here. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what the the crowd number turns out to be and what the level of excitement is. But certainly, with a with a short week turnaround, I think the guys are ready to to get back on the field and and move past the. Uh, especially the third quarter of the purdue game
1: so be illinois has a chance to beat nebraska this before in a row yeah that's that's like that's saying something i guess i know from nebraska's fans perspective that's like no way did they think they'd go into the big 10 well i go back to scott Frost's comments, but um no way did they think that you know that would happen but it's happened and it could be very much so four in a row. What would that mean for Illinois to get a win tonight for the fourth straight
7: year?
2: Well, you know, obviously Nebraska's uh, history speaks for itself. I mean, uh, and, and you know, they didn't play a lot over the years. Right. But when they did, played uh, played 100 years ago and then played a little bit in the 80s a couple of times, I think. And, and then once they've joined the league, and I think any time you can beat a program like Nebraska, no matter what stage they're in, um, I think it's, it's a pretty big deal, and uh, yeah, last year's game was, was one of those games, I think that was when Illinois got to 7-1 and one, uh, after they beat Nebraska mm-hmm. and were in control of the Big Ten West,
7: mm-hmm.
2: and, and then finished 1-3 uh, and three down the stretch, and it, it cost them the division the title, so I know that that is stuck in their craw for sure, but uh, they played really well, but again, they've lost guys to the NFL that played in that game, and you saw... One of those guys on Monday Night Football this Mm -hmm. week, uh, Witherspoon, returning that (laughs) interception 97 yards in the game he had. So we've missed guys like that. Uh, The offense just hasn't really found any kind of rhythm yet, Um, you know, consistently moving the ball. And then they've had just too many penalties. I mean, frankly, they had nine again last week at Purdue. And there's been numerous times – this year where they've you know committed 15 10 15 yard penalties on first or second down and or and even on third down of course and extended drives and so uh the, the telling stat last week at purdue was i think they were two of 14 on third down and purdue was like eight of eight of 12
7: mm.
2: and so they just uh, they just haven't found their rhythm yet and they're hoping that tonight they can they can start headed that direction We're
0: talking with Brian Barnhart, the play-by-play voice for Illinois football. Uh, Brian, I've been, you know, thinking a lot about Illinois football and and sort of their history. You know, I've got a very good friend from Champaign, so he talks to me a lot about it, and he... You know, he's been telling me about how they have a very hard time following up successful seasons. Mm-hmm. I know you're honoring Juice Williams tonight. Maybe that's the best example of that 07 team going to the Rose Bowl, having a lot of those guys back, and, and not really following that up. Obviously, you have last year where they have a successful season with eight wins. And I know a lot of people were kind of hesitant about kind of putting too many eggs in Illinois' basket this year not just because there's a lot of change on the roster, but also from that history. I guess, how do you think they've dealt with trying to follow up success this year?
2: Well, you're right. You've got a Your friend's got a good read on it, because I grew up here myself, um, just south of here. And so, yeah, that's, that's been a little bit of the history of Illinois football. It's been those peaks, Sugar Bowl and, you know, o, after the one season, mm-hmm. Rose Bowl, as you mentioned, uh, they won a couple of bowl games back-to-back late in Ron Zook's tenure, and and then, you know, you, you compete, you got a shot at the Big Ten West title last year, and then, you know, you have that start this year where you, you struggle to beat Toledo, who's a good team, but you struggle to beat them, and you and you have to fight off Florida Atlantic, and, and then you get blown out at Kansas that didn't, just didn't play well. And uh, people go, you know, fans, the tendency for football fans here is to, oh, here we go again. You know, we had that great moment, and now we're struggling again. Uh, There's been too much of that, and that's the reason Brett Bielema, we've got the right guy. He's the perfect coach for here. He grew Mm -hmm. up in the state. Uh, I think people understand that he's a really, really good coach, and so that was one of the things he wanted to bring to Illinois was sustained success. He uses that term a lot, and uh, we'll see if they can fight their way back. I I think people have a lot of confidence in him and his ability to do that. He's shown he can coach and win at a really high level, uh, but the f- natural tendency of the fans here, in football especially, is to, well, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, when they sense it's going well, then they then they get really fired up and <laughs> they'll support this team like crazy. But uh, there has been some disappointment over the years because of those down seasons after you have a Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl appearance.
0: Brian, what do you think uh, are some keys tonight for Illinois as they try and, as I mentioned earlier, bounce back from that Purdue game. Nebraska kind of in a similar spot, trying to bounce back from a big loss as well. Have uh, I guess what are some of the things you're looking for as early indicators of success for Illinois?
2: Well, they've, they've, been, they've had some injuries in the offensive line, and they've juggled the offensive line around a lot. I know Nebraska's had success running the football, so they've got to be able to stop the run, for one thing. Uh, but they've got to be able to run the ball themselves. They just haven't. And I know Chase Brown was a big part of that last year with 1,600 yards, and they just haven't found yet. They've got a couple of good young backs, Caden Fagan and Aiden Loffrey, but you know they just haven't had that big, big running attack come to the fore yet. They've got to be able to run the football more effectively. But the offensive line has been the key, and they've got to give Almire a chance. I mean, he's still, I think, fourth or fifth in the Big Ten in passing yards, behind some of the big names in the conference. And he's done played pretty well, but too many times. Well, I think he was sacked five times, I think, last week. Um, they've got to give him some time to do what he can back there and, and then establish some sort of running game. And, and uh, you know, the defense, uh, you know, has been okay. Um, it You know, obviously it was going to be hard to duplicate what they did last year with all the guys they lost. But uh, the defense needs to be better and not, you know, have some of the penalties they've had on – on key downs. But um, I just want to get back to running the football effectively, you know, have a good night for the offensive line, uh, and uh, just cut down on the mistakes that have really cost them a couple of games.
0: That's Brian Barnhart. He is the play-by-play voice for Illinois football. Brian, we really appreciate your time, and uh, stay warm out there tonight. I I hear there's a frost advisory I don't know what that means for Nebraska, so we'll, we'll see what
2: that what happens. Well, you guys are used to playing in the cold, too, but uh, it, it's funny. Uh, it was 100 years ago tonight they played, uh, Illinois and Nebraska did, in Champaign at a different stadium before Illinois moved to their current stadium, the Memorial Stadium, and I know the two Memorial Stadiums are roughly the same age. So it's kind of cool 100 years later.
0: It certainly is. Brian, we appreciate it, and uh, have a good call tonight. Thank you, guys. That's Brian Barnhart, the play-by-play voice for Illinois. I was going to say good luck, but I don't actually want him to have good luck. But he can have a good call. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I hope Brian has a good call. Good call. call. Uh, coming up next, we will kick off hour number three, the final hour of your week here on Herd at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. We are kicking off our number three here it's time on Heard at Sports Radio. It's all been your segment Not today. True. I mean, you're here the whole time. That's Not something. True. You know where you could be tomorrow because there's no Husker game? You could be Omaha out at Whiskey Omaha Whiskey Fest. Fest. They have uh, a great um, event that they put on. It's tomorrow at Hilton Omaha downtown. That's on one zero zero one Cass Street. That's just right off 10th and Cass. They're right across the street from CHI. If you don't know where Hilton is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. I'm doing my best here. Um, <laughs> it's from one to five p.m. tomorrow. As I said, they planned it on a Saturday where there's no Husker game, so great job on them. Uh, they've got general admission tickets. You can get in from two to five. I I don't think they've got any VIP tickets left, but you can check. If you if they do, you can get in an hour early at one o'clock. They've got Tons of samples from over 65 brands of whiskey. And you might think to yourself, hey, I'm not a big whiskey person. Listen, they've got so many different kinds. I don't necessarily consider myself a big whiskey person either, but we've had them over a few times and they've brought some samples. And there's literally something for everybody at Omaha Whiskey Fest. Uh, so make sure you go to OmahaWhiskeyFest.com for any information uh, to get tickets and all the venue information as well. Uh, want to kick off hour number three with a little bit of high school football since it is the the Mike Sauter segment, allegedly. Um, we, let's get to the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline with Cody. Uh, Cody, what's going on, bud? Uh,
4: this thing Cody. This is Mike Sauter. Oh, oh it's your segment. Oh, it's yeah, Cody's segment bad. now. Yeah.
0: You would
1: like to. Yeah.
4: Know. yeah. You, know, the, you know the Jets. You know they're Zach Wilson's coming around and the, tallest, uh, I'm, the baddest man on the planet. I'm kind of rooting you know, for I spent Zach day Wilson. Softball yesterday and I did went some. to the Miller North game last night. The, the fans in Nebraska <laughs> hate me, so they're sending me on the road again. How's your guys' week? I'm going to Wahoo. That's on the road technically. It's, it's not, not far.
0: That far. That's it's not like around the corner. Yeah, it's not like going. It's just it's barely past El Corner. Battle Creek was
1: awesome last week. I got to tell you about that. that it was, was a little sweet. trip though. It was a little <laughs> trip.
4: <laughs> no. Please tell the world about Battle Creek. No that battle. Cody,
1: we'll just let's just keep you on here for a little bit, Cody, because <laughs> um, Battle Creek was awesome. So there was a two-hour rain delay, right? And I'm like all right, I'm just going to wait it out in my car. Mm -hmm. Because it looked like, because, you know, when you're out there, you can kind of see the
0: sky and see how, you know. Big sky country, as they call it. That's not, no, that's (laughs) not true. Oh, that's Montana, my bad. Yeah, Cody's a big fan of Montana, too. Are you a big Montana guy, Cody? Yeah,
4: big game tomorrow. Oh, yeah, big game against Cal Poly tomorrow. See?
1: go Grizz. Vince Genitone guy is who he is. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, we, um, I'm walking to my car, and there's, I won't say his name, but, um, there's someone I know there, and I'm like, hey, like, yeah, it stinks in the rain, and I'm just going to wait it out in my car. He goes, Cause, or he asked me, where where are you going? I said, I'm just going to wait it out in my car, and uh, thought it was going to be about, you know, 45 minutes or something. Turned out to be two hours, so luckily I didn't wait in my car. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, well, my dad lives two houses up, like, from the field. Yeah. And we're going to go just hang out there and wait it out. Me and a couple buddies. Right. And a couple buddy, buddies. And then, you know, obviously adult things happening. And I was like, okay, well I got to work. So I can't really yeah. do that. And, uh, the couple buddies turned into about 20 people <laughs> sitting in a, uh, a strip a, 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 for me, a stranger, but he knew everybody, Bob. And, um, that was the homeowner's name, Bob. And uh, there was about 20 people, and all of the adult beverages I feel like that he had in the entire house were gone by the time <laughs> the rain delay got over and people were headed back. Everyone went back to the game, except for, like, the 10 kids that were in the basement playing. Because it was bedtime. Cause, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> bedtime. And, um Yeah, it was cool. Like, we all just took over this guy's house, and I felt bad because I was, like, the one stranger that no one knew. Well, Except for the one guy knew. Yeah, everyone knew. Well, they knew who I was. You're
0: Battle Creek famous. They were aware (laughs) of who I am. Um, Kind of a big deal. Yeah, they, yeah, that's okay.
1: <laughs> I answered some questions on recruiting and stuff like that that people had. It was fine. It was good. It was fun. A little I, impromptu I it. Q&A. It was a great game, and I got home at, I think it was. I think you
0: said 145.
1: Yeah, 148 there. or something. Yeah. It was roughly 2 o'clock in the morning. And I called Cody on the way home, <laughs> um, driving Highway 91. I then, walked-
4: about 1 a.m. somewhere around Skyler. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Schuyler. I
1: wasn't Skyler. It was Highway 91, so it was like Clarkson probably. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The hills of Highway 91, which I've driven down now from you know basically start to finish off 275 to 81. I've driven that whole thing three times this high school season already. That so. seems like a lot of fun. It's it's an easy drive except for the when I was driving there in the farm trucks because it's harvest season. <laughs> Going, you don't want to get up yeah, hill. you don't want to get stuck
0: behind the, the tractors. Hey, trailers. Don't,
4: don't forget about don't forget about the ten county plate that was driving about fifteen miles an hour on your way out to Columbus. Yeah, that happened too.
0: <laughs> so, um
1: yeah, Cody. So, uh, you going anywhere tonight for a game? Is mm-hmm. it too cold for you? Cause uh, you're
4: soft. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, come on, now. <laughs> uh, hey. I remember very vividly standing next to you on about a four-degree night two years ago with North Lake Gretna. That's so, true, yeah.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Dude, I'm soft. I don't go older to older games system.
0: when it's cold out. Yeah. I'm not doing that.
4: But I, I, will not be at a game tonight because we're having people over because I know everyone wants to talk about a Husker football game. But the real team in Lincoln also plays tonight. Oh, that's volleyball.
1: Oh. Mm, okay, so but they play at six. At both.
4: Yeah, but that's going to run into each other.
1: Then you just turn it over to the football game after. Yeah, well. Mm. Maybe. Maybe.
4: Plus, plus I got to hold out hope because also at 7 o'clock tonight is the fighting um, Zane Flores' versus Kansas State. Mm. And I'm still holding out hope that he might play.
1: Yeah, I think at this point you don't burn that red shirt, though. Um, Cody... Can we talk a little Husker wrestling? Someone we had a comment; people wanted more wrestling talk. So, what better person than you to talk about Husker wrestling? Let's talk about it. So, how good is uh, how good is Nebraska going to be this year?
4: They, I mean, it's Penn State and everyone else. Yeah,
1: well, that's been that way for.
4: Yeah, forever. I think.
1: Can they finish like top eight?
4: eight? They can finish top four.
1: Oh wow! Mm, Wow,
4: that's like Uh, incredible. They got a really good transfer in at 125 from Appalachian State. Um, You got Ridge's back this year. You know, he redshirted last year. Still got to talk to him, by the way. Okay. The interesting thing will be how does Peyton Rob bounce back after his scare last year? Wait, he's wrestling?
1: Yeah. What?
4: He's been doing stadium stairs. He is on the mend.
1: That's one tough that's a tough dude right there to do that. Yeah,
4: you said well, you know no, what I'm talking about, right? Peyton Rob, who got like,
1: yeah, yeah. last year, who yeah, about the had leg. His
4: leg amputated.
1: Yeah, he's coming back. That's amazing. Okay,
4: his brother's wrestling for Carney now, by the way.
1: Oh, didn't know that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Is
4: Antrell Taylor um, going to crack the lineup? Uh, that's where I was going to lead into. I would be curious if first semester we see Antrell at 57. Well Rob's rehabbing.
1: Oh, got it. Yeah.
4: Uh, I, I'm i curious on that. I don't know what will happen for sure, mm. but I also would be curious to see if Lenny Pinto goes down to 174 this year with mm. Labriola gone. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know if he has 10 pounds to lose because he felt like an ox. <laughs> got it. Go to um so back Go. to Carney real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Carney Westside. What? Right. Yeah. Uh give me three reasons why Carney can win and three reasons why Westside. Mm. Because the first reason for Carney should be coach cool.
1: Yeah, coach cool is a really good coach. Um two good coach. The always second a- reason for Carney is the the travel Yeah, it's always a tough trip. It's always a tough With people, trip. you know, going from Omaha to Western you know, wet, or Central
0: whatever. Nebraska, in that case.
1: From Omaha past Lincoln, basically anywhere yeah. is always like a big deal um, for some reason. Because they just don't do it very much, right? I mean, that's it's just... not a mystery. It just right, and then I think the other Sour Shilky is way good, and I've mentioned his name yeah. numerous times on the show, numerous times. Oh yeah, big and time wrestler. By he the is, way. he is a really good football player from the film that I've seen so they gotta account for him wherever he is he's gonna have to have a pretty huge night for them for Carney to to be something Um, I they move him around a lot like he can play in the middle and the outsides like he he, they they do a good job with him and he's a phenomenal athlete Um, they're gonna have to keep try and just grind out drives um, keep Westside's offense off the field I think um, and what you know, Westside can win if they just limit distraction. Uh, I think the crowd could be pretty big out in Kearney tonight. Uh, even with the Husker game, I think I think people could, I think a lot of people would show up. And and frankly, yeah. frankly, when you when you go out to Kearney and you're like the number one rated team or something like that, <clears throat> they take that stuff personal. Mm-hmm. Like they they're,
0: yeah. they're going to be fired
1: up. Uh, for that, the crowd, for sure.
0: Yeah, on, on the West Side yeah. side, Cody, and uh, we appreciate the call. Um, basically, the reason West Side wins is because they're the best team in the state, right? Like, well, if, yeah. if that's like they're they just they're more talented, they're well coached. They um, obviously they're they have a ton of playmakers all over the field. Um, it's West Side's the best team in the state. They have been all year. Like, if they win, that's not a mystery, right? There's mm-hmm. obviously some complicating factors in terms of what that trip looks like the team they're playing uh coach cool does a really good job out there um, playing at you their home games are at UNK so it's not a tight you know high school yeah, environment yeah it's not so one it's of those different. things where the fans are like right on top of you right. or anything right. like that although coach cool we were talking to him last week said you know he really likes their their home field environment no it, it's tight but it's not you know like central or something yeah they're not on yeah. on top mm-hmm. of the field there, so uh, yeah. But that's the best game in Class A. Obviously, it's out in Carney, uh, so For sure. if you want to make that trip, you better get on the road. Uh, it's not. No, it's like a three hours though. It's it's by about three o'clock. You probably need to be on the road. No, I thought you like no, not now. now I was no, like, gosh, not going to Scotts Bluff. No, listen, it's 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 about a I think two forty-five, three-hour trip. Yeah, it's, you probably need it to depends get. on how quick you want to go, but. Depends um, on how aggressive yourself, you are. Give Which, yourself anywhere I, from two and a half to three. I would give yourself a full three if you're obeying the the road <laughs> laws, um, and I would never encourage anyone not to do that. But nobody, can yeah, do if that. if you want to head out, take an early afternoon. Uh, should I'd, be a really good environment out there. It make really sure should. you bring some hoodies and stuff. You don't want to be like solder caught out in the cold like it was caught last, in the night. Cold last night. And it's colder today. It's it's a little windy. It's there's there's a chill in the air this, mo- this Whatever morning. Whatever the hell so it is. Um, no, we appreciate. And there's, it. A
1: no, there's another good game out there. Eight-man cross county goes to Clarkson Lee. Speaking of Highway 91, there you go.
0: Yeah, boom. Clarkson and Lee. If you're trying to get some road trips in to see some high school football, it's in Lee got you covered. I've been there before. For I year. have not. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And tonight it'll be like this hazy, dusty. Those eight-man environments are are like kind it's of a, the fairgrounds. Like, yeah, they're like know? a different deal. It's, it's like kind the, of yeah, like the county fair.
1: Yeah, like the fairgrounds. Yeah. Uh, Grandstand mm-hmm. And then like Where the tractor Pool lane thing is It looks like uh, And then it's like The field Which is next Like a creek Feels like Yeah And uh, I don't think I I was d- there last year It was really hazy Cause yeah. it was You know Harvest season And it was Getting L- a little like an, cold Like an
0: IPA I'm just kidding That was a Beer joke
1: uh, But it's in like This little valley And you gotta pull in and there's, When I went there Last year it was like Cars everywhere. Yeah. And then um you walk up to the field and there's people on top of people standing up on top of people, it felt like. We're well there you go. About five yards away from the sideline, there's the rope and people just yelling at refs. <laughs> <laughs> um uh as we Yeah, the lake is next to the field in Lehigh. Sure, which is yeah, it's it's right there. So that's why you get like this little Yeah, a
0: little bit of a of yeah. A- like a, a fog, fog. Yeah, 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 rolling in off the lake. <clears throat> um, we were, we just did kind of the keys to the game for the best high school, high school yeah. game in the state. Let's do some keys to the you game. To do those now? Yeah, let's do those now because we've got. To wait a second. No, nah, let's do them now. Okay. Um, we've got. I got keys. We've got about ten minutes left in this segment. It can roll over if we need it to into the next one. But um, and that's that's a, that's totally on me. That's that's totally on me. All right, dog. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. Game. There's a. I think no there's a deal. few no things. Deal. I mean, listen. I, I'm trying to avoid. Like, there's some obvious ones, right? Like, you want to win the turnover battle. Yeah. You yeah. want. Okay. Like all that Go stuff ahead. is kind we of. We might have similar we might. keys. Yeah. I think um, we didn't talk about these before. No, I said, hey, give me four of them. Let's I got. Th- I, got em. I got. Let's them. let's do what we do, and I like to see how uh, if we're on the same page. I kind of like being surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Um but, no, I mean, there's there's some obvious stuff, right? You know, somebody in the comments was like, hey, it's the same keys every game. Don't beat yourself. Don't get penalties. No. Don't turn the ball over. Yeah. Like, yeah, all those things are true, right? Um, but I wanted to get a little bit more specific to this game uh, with Illinois. And my first one, I asked Michael Rose-Ivy about this. I've been We've been talking to multiple Illinois people all week about this. I really think there's – a lot that can be exploited with Illinois' perimeter run defense. Mm. Uh, We talked about how their second and third level guys aren't great at their eye discipline and knowing where they're supposed to look and not biting on inside run fakes as quarterbacks get to the outside either to run or to do an RPO or things like that. So I think that's a place where Nebraska can really take advantage of a kind of a lack of discipline in Illinois' uh, second and third levels there. Uh, Michael Rose-Ivy kind of touched on that as well. So that's, that's a big one for me is yeah. perimeter run defense. They have to find a way to exploit Mine's that.
1: Mine's very similar, I guess, is mm-hmm. just
0: run the ball. Yeah. Use the
1: quarterback's legs to win the game. Be methodical if you have to running the yeah. ball. Just run the ball. Like, I think QB run game could be pretty big. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Tonight.
0: Um, Harburg or Sims, it feels both it's be Harburg. But, I, I mean, I right. think whenever Sims is healthy, it should be both because right. you're you don't want to put the down. burden on one guy. Yeah, but then do you know? Like, is it? I think both this are
1: the key to the game. But is it if Sims comes in? Is it okay? There's obvious passing down.
0: You know, like I don't think it, so. But I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you would have to be careful not to exclusively use. Yeah. you don't to tip that one right. or the. You'd have to use. You have to do a more variety of play calls for both guys. Yeah,
1: I, but I think you, getting back to more of the option, yeah. running the ball. Only two
0: true options last week against yeah. Michigan. I think oh, they need to man. do a lot more of that. Yeah, and
1: I think tonight they probably will or should and can and all those things. So absolutely, um, I, I, I that's similar to you. But I think be methodical and just stick with it if you have to. If it's – not, you know, yeah, it may not work score, early. You got to right? stick yeah. with it. They got to start fast. It's this whole like winning in the fourth quarter and getting to the fourth quarter. How about we just start fast? That's who they say they want to be. I know. I, but I, know. Like, I know. At I the know. same time, you got to think about what is happening in the, around you. Yeah. The like context it. of what this game yeah. looks like. Yeah, like start fast cuz if you don't it could go it could it could get away from you. For
0: sure. And if uh, it
1: gets away from you at Illinois, I mean, oof, this Illinois team is not great.
0: Yeah, and, and Nebraska's not really built to come back, I don't think. No. Um number 2 for me is make Luke Altmaier run for his life. I know we talked yeah. that. He can sure. be mobile, but he doesn't take off a ton. Um, obviously you don't want to Abandon your assignments and leave open running lanes the way they did a couple times with JJ McCarthy last week. But Luke Altmaier is also not JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is mobile. He hasn't run a ton this year. You mentioned about 35 yards a game. He has been sacked 18 times. Mm. Illinois in general has been sacked, I believe, 20 times. So that to me, the pressure you can put on him is worth the trade off of him maybe scrambling out and making plays. Um, but, again, you have to be disciplined on the back end. But that's how you force Luke Altmaier into some mistakes, is you press him and force those mistakes. You don't kind of like we talked about with Verge. You don't just mm-hmm. wait on him to happen. Um, that kind of touches on my next point, but I'll, I'll let you go yeah. second now.
1: Mine my, my, very similar. Pressure on the quarterback. It's been two
0: weeks. Yeah. You need a sack.
1: They have, yeah. Like, have just eight sacks. Nebraska has 14 sacks on the season. They had three against Minnesota, eight against Colorado, three against Northern Iowa, and Northern Illinois. None, or Northern Illinois, yeah. And none against Louisiana against Tech. Against Louisiana Tech,
0: and none against Michigan. Not coincidentally, those are the two games that Cam Lennard missed. Yep. So he's supposed to be back tonight. I think that's right. a big deal for you have to apply yes like and if you can't get if you can't been get weeks. pressure with four, I know Tony White doesn't necessarily want to compromise the back yeah. end of the defense, but you have to get pressure one way or another, whether it's just plus one with sending and five guys, you have to find a way to get pressure they got I, I, I think there's some. Blitzes you can come up with that maybe get it done. that don't show your hand quite as right. much. Mm-hmm. I think Safety so. Safety off the
1: corner or something
0: as well. Uh, the Jack moving in. I yeah, especially with Prince will at that yeah. spot now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I kind of alluded to this with my last point, and I talked with uh, Verz about it. One of the questions I asked: Illinois is super mistake prone, but I don't think you can just wait for Illinois to beat themselves. I think you need to force that issue whether it's pressure on the quarterback, whether it's putting pressure on them defensively to make mistakes, whether that's in the run game, whether it's an occasional shot down the field, force them into their mistakes. Don't just wait for it to happen. And the reason I say that is, you know, I had this flashback of my mind to Northwestern last year at the beginning of the season. That game felt entirely like Northwestern was just waiting for Nebraska to Mm self-destruct, and it worked, right? Mm -hmm. Nebraska's not in a position – mentality wise where you want to be passive they need to be aggressive force illinois into those mistakes don't just sit back and wait for it to happen it's a hugely penalized team they've turned the ball over a bunch if those things happen that's great but you need to impose your will if you're in nebraska you can't just wait for illinois to let you win
1: my my i totally agree like you you for some reason in my mind i don't understand how uh, Nebraska is an underdog in <laughs> this game. I just don't. Because Nebraska hasn't played good before. No, I know, but just,
0: Illinois hasn't either. But yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, th- this is what I, I mentioned with MRI: is the left side of the offensive line has to improve. Use a tight end to chip or help out a little help bit. Help out. Hey, Thirty-one per three tight end, one running back. Like, do a little more of that. That goes throw Bonner in there, whatever. Something yeah, that goes kind of to to my my point of just running the ball. Right, right. Um, but give yourself some help there Even trip being out Maybe affected a little thing
0: like I think it's a little bigger a little deal little Than bit. maybe people realize yeah. Is
9: that a really size thing by the way? That What's want, that? That you want the tight end, another tight end in there? Just no it's just
0: an effectiveness thing The left yeah. side of the line Hasn't been super effective So right. if you add another guy in there It can bit. help yeah. okay. Help take some pressure off Chip a little bit um, My last one here And this is more of I guess kind of an abstract one But Nebraska needs to get Their kicker confident whether it's Alvano, whether it's Bleak Road, they're going, in these stretch of games that are winnable for them, they're going to need their field goal kicker.
7: Mm -hmm.
0: Obviously, that's been an issue so far in the year, so whether it's getting Alvano's head right, whether it's looking at somebody else, they need to find and get a confident kicker tonight and moving forward because look at the... Minnesota game. That's a three-point game. You look at what a lot of these next stretch of games are going nice to be. One last week. I feel yeah. like they're. I think he's one for four on the yeah, season. Great. Um, you really have. To, you're going to need a guy to make those kicks mm-hmm. if you're going to go through this stretch and win games. That to me has to start tonight. Mm. What's your last one?
1: My my last one. Third down efficiency.
0: Okay. So on both I, sides of the ball
1: well, for Nebraska. Okay. Basically. Um. Yes. I'm talking defense. Well. Getting offensively, uh, Illinois was uh, two of 18 against Purdue on the third down. On the season, they are 19 of 59. that is 32 percent on the season. Mm-hmm. And their opponents are 48.68 percent, and that's 37 of 60 of 76 mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska was three of 10 on third down against Michigan. On the season, they're much better than Illinois at 20 of 39 and 40 percent. Their opponents are 38%. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a key, obviously. Absolutely. Um, You look at that, uh, Nebraska has a little bit more of an advantage on on third downs as far as from offense and defensive standpoint. So I think that will be really big as far as – uh, keeping the offense off the field and getting the defense off the field.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that's something Coach Rules talked a lot about. Be good on third downs, whether on offense or defense. That efficiency is going to be really key to how Nebraska plays tonight. All right, coming up next, we will have the Warhorse Sportsbook Sports Cleanup. A little bit later, we will give our predictions for the game as well here on Hurt at Sports Radio.
3: Things you wanted us to get to from the weekend, but we didn't.
0: Cleanup on aisle
3: six. It's the sports cleanup.
0: Welcome back to Herd Out Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. Uh, this is the War Horse Sportsbook Sports Cleanup. Make sure you go to the War Horse Sportsbook Casino, the best place in Nebraska to place your sports bets. you got to do it in person. They've got kiosks and tellers. You can build the wagers on your app. Go to the casino and scan the QR code. Place it there. You can go to warhorsecasino.com sportsbook for more information. Uh, before we get to in this. link yeah, in Lincoln, you gotta go. Gotta go place your bets. I love there. Lincoln. Uh, before we get to our kind of potpourri of topics, uh, <laughs> our my guy Evan, Please
1: don't say that ever again. Uh,
0: why not? You,
1: that, can't, you
0: don't like topics? Potpourri.
1: Remi- oh, reminds me of like growing up, and we did you know, like. I mean, okay.
0: Like grandma's house with the little...
7: The potpourri, (laughs) the the actual actual potpourri potpourri. (laughs) that like
1: smelled that my mom... Like the the pine
0: cone in? No, like the...
1: Yeah, like there's a pine cone (laughs) in these dried flowers and the whatever, (laughs) and my mom just loved
9: that stuff. You don't have have, like like, that in your bathroom at home?
1: I'm sorry, Shane,
0: what? (laughs) Do Do you have that in your bathroom at home?
9: Well yeah, I mean yeah, I want it to smell nice. You got a yeah, candle? You got
0: the potpourri candle or you know. No, it's anything. like
9: the little flowery things
0: or something. I look don't at know. It, look at they have things you plug into the wall now, Shane. That's true. I do I usually do the plug-ins. The, the Glad plug-ins. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, let's get to my guy Evan. <laughs> He's got a prediction for tonight's game. He's the uh our local resident uh, Illinois expert. Evan, what's up, buddy?
6: Hey, what's going on, guys?
0: Not right. too much, man. What what are you thinking tonight?
6: Hey, okay, here's the thing. I had a score prediction yeah. that I feel like was a little bit reasonable. Okay. Um, and then Dick Buckus died.
0: In all reason, went out the window. And
6: we, and we saw what happened for the Bears last night.
7: <sighs>
6: well, I mean, for those of you who subjected yourself to that game. And so now I just think it's like, give me like 41-10, Illinois.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're going all in?
6: Uh, it's. A, I mean, it's just. Uh, how do you not? How do you not?
0: You think Luke Altmaier is going to do his best uh, Justin Fields impersonation out there?
6: Uh yeah 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 and uh and and give me just give me dudes running people over and yeah no actually I I, I do think Illinois is going to win this game. Okay. I don't understand the three and a half point spread. Give me. I, I think a more realistic score would be something around twenty four twenty one, uh twenty one eighteen. I don't
0: think I would take the three and a half though. No, I, I tend to it's agree with you. Scary. That's probably in the neighborhood of the score one way or another. Um, I wanted to. So I, I know you follow the Bears pretty closely out there too. If the season ended today, Chicago would have both the number one and number two picks. I think at least before the game last night. Uh, is there a franchise that you can think of that is worst? Where is that is more ill-equipped to handle the two top picks Amen. in the draft. It's so
6: scary. It's so scary. It's like, Like, oh you could gosh, have the top two picks do. in the
0: draft and not take Caleb Williams, right? Like, that would be Please. a bad thing to do.
6: We'd we just trade back for, like, 12 fifth-round picks and just.
0: <laughs> we really need an offensive really guard. Really
6: fast wide receivers you can't catch. Yeah, that's uh,
1: uh, as, as the. As a New York Jets fan. Uh, please do that, because <laughs> like, we might get a top five pick. <laughs> we might get a top five pick, and uh, I, 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 we could trade up uh, and uh, you know get get Caleb Williams and have the quarterback situation figured out for once in my life. I mean, probably not,
6: but well, that's okay. <laughs> here's yeah no, because here's what I'm learning is it's not the player, it's the organization.
7: That's true. Yep. So,
6: I mean. Caleb Williams could go to Chicago, he could go to New York, and he'll
7: end up, you know, working at McDonald's
0: in four years. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, he's got out of that NIL money from, from USC, didn't you hear? He could make more money that. there oh, than he, he can yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. He might not
6: even come out
0: this year. Oh, he's definitely coming out this year. I don't buy that at all. There's, I don't, yeah. Zero percent chance. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. He's yeah. he's just trying to pretend like he has leverage. He's, he's coming out He's trying to this Eli year. Manning it or yeah. John Elway it, actually. yeah.
6: You know, whatever. Are you guys out on Fields? You think, you think Fields isn't the, isn't the move?
0: I'd be interested to see him in a more competent organization. I kind of I, – honestly, yeah. uh, full disclosure, I wanted him over Trey Lance when the 49ers were in that position. Oh, that um, was I was really uh, interested yeah. in Justin Fields as the pick there. I was mostly just, please, dear God, don't take Mac Jones. Uh so I, I would actually I'm I'm still glad they picked Trey Lance over Lance Jones even or, or over Mac Jones even how it played out. Um but no, I, Fields was my guy there, but I I just think there's so few quarterbacks that can transcend their situation. Yeah. And if Fields was in San Francisco whole week. Right. Yeah, can you imagine that? Oof. Unbelievable. Yeah. That,
6: it'd be it'd be insane. So yeah. yeah, I know we're we're looking next year at A.O. Williams and Marvin Harrison, Jr., and, and let's let it ride. Yeah, that
0: would be fun. No. <laughs> and it's still going to be terrible because it's Chicago. Um, Evan, <laughs> oh, wow. appreciate the call, buddy. Tell the family I say hi, all right?
6: I got you. Appreciate you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's my buddy Evan. He's my local Illinois expert. Forty-one ten might be like I de- I, I'm. Like, <laughs> are you worried? Now?
1: Dip, the Buckus thing. The more I think about it, is
7: man. I are, just
1: don't know. No, they're gonna pay it. Play a video
0: before. Yeah, the there's game. gonna be a moment of silence. There's gonna be like, like it's gonna be a whole. There's thing. There's gonna be all these flowers and stuff. I, I just don't know. And, I just don't know how much that resonates with the current players like that's that's what I don't know because if it does kind of like verse said if it does Nebraska might be in a little bit of trouble
9: I don't know I think the score needs to be just the opposite of what the 41 10 Nebraska yes mm-hmm. now but that's not in you know I mean that's not their the
0: totals tricky the way they play too. though so the whole thing's tricky honestly I don't have a good this feel like I stay away yeah I don't have a good feel on no this way. at all like yeah. I think Nebraska is better I think they should win um, but we'll get to our predictions here in a little bit but it's. I mean, do you want to now? Oh, you want to wait? No, Let's wait. Care, Let's no wait no till matter. the next one. We'll wait till yeah. next segment. Um, yeah, I, I just. I, I. really don't have a great feel for this game. I think Nebraska responds, but there's a lot of variables here that are totally outside, of, Nebraska, thing is, is totally it's outside it's of Nebraska's little, well, it's totally outside of Nebraska's control. That's a little scary. We talk about kind of the fake motivation that all these teams are trying to gin no. up all the time. That's a real thing. Georgia. It, it, Georgia, Colorado, um, who are the other ones that are just making stuff up? I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Uh, Dabo does Oregon. it. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon was a big one, and I like Oregon. you Oregon know. But, but they just – My guy Devin Jackson out there. They're just making stuff up, right? But this is a real thing. Devin Jackson, another one that got away. He's pretty good. He's like a backup as a, at Oregon right now, linebacker. And, and Oregon's pretty good. Pretty good. Wouldn't hate to have him on the roster. Tatum Tuioti like started last week, too. He went to Lincoln Southeast.
9: What's up, Shano? Let me ask this. Is is Buckus the the face of the program when it comes to former players? For Illinois? Yes.
0: Probably, because um, yeah. you have to go back really far to get to yeah. Red
9: Grange. Right?
1: Him and Red Grange, though. Like, they're the only two guys that have their number retired. Is yeah. There, is like there
0: anybody, they is both there have anybody else that was vocal? So, I mean, if you've got, oh, there was a linebacker. That was local there. Evan would know his name. Um, who was I'm, uh, who was a pretty big deal to them locally. I don't know that he rose to the level uh, nationally. Juice Williams was good. Jeff George played there. Rashad Mendenhall was good. Simeon Rice was good. Simian, but none of those guys are kind of like face of the program guys. Juice Williams. Simeon Rice was good. Okay, there's a difference between being good and being like the face of a Institution, I feel like he's a hall of fame guy, he is a hall. I mean, he's pretty close. Um, but the juice is probably the closest in terms of recent guys, yeah, because of where he elevated juice the program to in terms of taking him to the Rose Bowl, things like that. Richard Mendenhall was obviously really good, uh, as well. It's, I, I think, if it's anybody recent, it's got to be juice. Um, mm. you know, you had the Kirk Kittner moment in 2001. Kirk he took him to a Sugar Bowl, you know. That's that's not especially, you know, for Illinois. That's Bill not. Brown, Bob Trumpy. Don't I don't know who any of these people are. So that I think that eliminates them as face right, of the program. Yeah. If I've never heard of these them, these are people from Illinois. I'm on the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the, I mean, you know, like Juice Williams, obviously not from the state of Illinois. Simeon Rice. Um, Simeon Rice was really Pro good. Baller. Pro Bowl, um, Super Bowl, was it Kevin champion. Nicholson, really good linebacker. Simeon I think? Rice, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, Tampa Bay, two thousand two. Um, that was a really good defense. George Hollis played in Illinois. Did he? No.
7: Did he? He's from Illinois. Oh no, yeah. No.
0: Um, but no. I mean, I think Dick Buck is because he both played in Illinois and then played for the Bears, kind of doubled down on his, mm-hmm. um, being kind of the face of not just. Uh, the university, but kind of football in that state. It's Buckus, and he in kind of general.
1: re, re, he was away from the program for a while, and he kind of re, the last handful of years, he he kind of.
0: Jump back in a little bit. There. Ken chimes in. He grew up in Central Illinois, he says it is and always will be Red Grange. Okay, so Real. I Red thought that maybe he was a little too old, but hey. Red Grange is like one of the. No, he's like one of the best. dogs ever. F- yes, yeah. uh, of all time. Of and any. I yeah. know that uh, Illinois takes a lot of pride in him as well. Yeah. All right, we will uh, give our score predictions and wrap up the show next here on Herdat Sports Radio.
3: Setting up shot back there. JJ's going to fire to the end zone. Roman Wilson's there. He goes up. He's got it. Touchdown, Wolverines!
4: We shouldn't be real positive about that game.
3: Fleeks gets a handoff, 30, 35, 40. Flakes to the 50. Fleeks on the race to the 40, to the 30. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Joshua Fleeks. There, gets points on the board here late.
5: This game sucked.
0: Uh, pardon my language, this game stunk.
3: Kahlil Mullings in the backfield. He'll take the handoff. He's got a big hole, and he's in the clear. Kahlil Mullings to the end zone. Touchdown, Wolverines.
6: Regardless of who the hell their opponent is, we got to do things a certain way to give ourselves a chance to win.
3: Arnberg looks over the Michigan defense, gets a snap, takes the handoff, back to throw. Stepping, taking a shot downfield, looking for Marcus Washington, makes a catch. 50, 40, 35, wrestle down around the twenty. 20-yard line. Marcus Washington with a nice run after the catch. Huskers hit him with a big play.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank God it's Friday.
3: First and goal. Robinson turns the corner. Touchdown. Nebraska takes advantage. And Robinson in for six. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got to do Is it Friday already? Martinez finds Robinson. One down Robinson with a move. Touchdown.
6: Tell, tell will be when when uh, the clock reads zero Friday night.
3: Robinson in for the touchdown and Nebraska leads for the first time in Champaign.
5: We'll battle. We'll find out who we are Friday night. So I hope everyone watches.
0: wrapping up the show here on a friday great great intro there from shane really appreciate the hard work that he does on those those are always fun and entertaining uh so good stuff there um i want to get all use a wandale right now that's right i would take a wandale right on uh, <laughs> i take a wandale robinson on his team right now um no let's get into our keenan
1: cotton he's the next wandale robinson
0: yeah you think so
1: it's pretty good. They're,
0: they've got a similar build. That's what I mean. Yeah. They, uh, they serve I don't know too. if his
1: is shifty, but he's fast.
0: He is fast. Wondell's incredibly shifty. Yeah. He's got, know, the, I mean. got that wiggle. I don't know if he got the hips. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see on We'll see on Cotton still. Um, okay. Sorry. No. No worries. Let's get to our game. Rails off again. <laughs> that's kind of what we do here. Um, let's get to our game predictions. Um, I know you were kind of struggling with a number here. Um I, you know, we talked about I hate doing predictions too. I know, I hate it. That's what the show it is, is, though. Not one of my favorite That's, things to do. This is what we do because
1: here. it's always like, I told you so. You're so wrong.
0: It's like, man, I, okay. Oh, no, we're all guessing. Like, I, I already yeah. I, listen. I already, even if you're well informed about this, you're still guessing, right? You're, it's, I already said, you know, when we were talking to Verz, I, I don't have a great feel uh, for this game. There's a lot of variables that I just, I can't account for. Um, you know, my buddy Evan, who we just talked to, texted me. Um, once Bielema came back, apparently Buck has spent a lot of time around yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah, So I do think it's a factor here. Um, I just I don't know how big of one. How I, much of a, a quick start, maybe? Something. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know how long lasting it will be, um, and maybe it works in the opposite direction. If they're really fond of a guy and he passes away, like you don't know, like maybe that hurts their ability to come out. Quickly, because they've got other things on their mind, right? You know, distractions, mm-hmm. even ones for people you really care about, aren't necessarily a, a positive thing. There, so mm-hmm. um, I really don't know what to make of this game. I know you were trying to look up the total. Did you find it? Uh, I, I got my prediction. Okay, ready. what's the what's the total on the game? So, uh, what's the over under? Forty three. Forty three might be forty. Might Ooh. catch a half somewhere, but it's for, forty three. I'm That's probably tough. I'm probably an under there. I'll give you my prediction right now. Let's do it. I think that's a good number, but I okay. Let's go. Let's let's get your prediction.
1: I'm going to hammer the push. Okay, Tristan Alvano makes two field goals. Okay, one late, and Nebraska wins 23 to 20.
0: Okay. Hammer, hammer the push. 23-20. Hammer the push on that. Tristan over-under. Alvano goes like two for. Four or three field goal, on field goals tonight. Okay, you think he gets off the schneid a little bit, starts getting his <laughs> confidence back? A couple. Makes a couple. Makes a couple. Well, that's, <laughs> you're going to need a couple. Um, I 23-20, just straight push. Just, <laughs> just make everybody. 23-20, Nebraska. So my, Hammer
1: the push.
0: I'm at, uh, <laughs> I've got Nebraska winning 23-13. I expect the defense to come out. I think out. there's going to be a turnover. Illinois is going to a turnover. You think they're going to get a turnover? Get a yeah, I mean, that's, it's entirely possible. It's not like Nebraska has been the cleanest um, in the world, although Illinois is not either, right? They're pretty mistake-prone, pretty turnover-prone. Um, obviously, a lot of penalties for them as well. Also, in the last couple games, Luke Altmaier started missing open receivers. Yeah. Um, did that a lot. Um, I, th- I think Nebraska's in control, it just you somehow is like wait how did this how happen? is this a game yeah yeah how how is how kind is this like game Minnesota? tied yeah I I thought Ish. Nebraska was in control of that game yeah. for most of it and they were right uh, just the
1: score didn't really indicate hey, that Heath says how, over under how many Ravi tweets during the game tonight well I'm I know I'm gonna have a lot of tweets during yeah the game tonight because I'm not gonna be watching because I'm gonna be at high school yeah you're gonna be at high because school because it's game.
0: Friday and there shouldn't be. But there is. There is. I, I know you're, you're mad about it. I, I understand. am going to stand on top of this table about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, there's going to be a lot. I, I'm typically a pretty active tweeter. I'll be here at the Hurtout Sports Bar and Grill. Who's doing the post game? Uh, Drake. Spread. Me and Drake. The spread. Are doing the post game spread. We'll do that live from Hurtout Sports Bar and right Grill. Right here. Right after the game. So I Won't watch not be th- as much cussing. As last Probably week. not as with you. Um, with me, I just said as last week. I didn't say <laughs> who. I mean, you were the host last week with me. Uh, no, I don't. Drake doesn't strike me as a big f bomb guy. I'm about to find out. Drake and I are. <laughs> Drake and I are headed to Big Ten Media Days. Yeah, on, what
1: uh, day? When are you guys going there? Sunday. We're, Sunday. We're, we're, we're teach the, him well. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be in the car together for six hours. God bless him.
0: Um, so yeah, I've got I've got Nebraska twenty three thirteen. I think they respond to rules challenge. They come out uh, kind of with that fire and playing with that freedom that um, that they've been missing the last couple games. That that coach rules challenged them to. I think a healthy Cam Lenhart makes a big difference here um, and kind of has a big day. I, I think Harburg, who I thought made some progressions as a passer last week, will be able to do that Complete enough. A pass, uh, in the air past 20 yards that would be a big even if he can't just though, one. even if he can even if he sticks in kind of that like 8 to 15 range where he's had most of his just completions, drop one just just throw up for, just honestly if it's it's a keep you honest moment and that would be big uh for harburg if he can open that up how about a throw or punt can we get Nebraska? a throw punt um, yeah. i hope not
6: <laughs> like just try it
0: no i i agree um all right. So that's Sorry. that though. Those are our predictions. Um, we appreciate uh, hammer the push. We appreciate solder and everybody else that's filled in this week. Um, so obviously, you know, you, some people have heard already. A lot of other people have kind of speculated. There's um, obviously some changes happening uh, at Herd at sports and with this radio show um, that, and that's true. Changes are coming. This will be a, a different radio show moving forward. And, um, I know that's going to be challenging. Uh, I know it's been challenging this week, um, but I, I know some other things as well. And it, you know, if you'll allow me to get a little uh, philosophical here, um, I know that that sports makes us believe stupid things are possible. Um, the first football game I ever watched in my entire life was on January first, nineteen ninety-five. Uh, I pretty much listened to all Nebraska's football games in the nineteen ninety-four season on a little Walkman radio. Uh, Because back then, I don't know if you remember, 30 years ago, they didn't have all the games on TV. And we didn't have cable, so I I just didn't get a chance to watch any games that year. Um, But I convinced my parents that on New Year's Day that this was an important thing, and and they let me watch Nebraska against Miami in the Orange Bowl. And you know the rest. Nebraska overcomes a 10-point deficit to be crowned national championships, and, and I, at seven and a half years old, watched a dynasty be born right in my living room. Uh, that following summer, I was at a diabetes camp about a year after I'd gotten diagnosed, and Brooke Barringer came to that camp to speak to a bunch of us. Um, at that time, I was, I was pretty lonely and pretty scared, and I wasn't sure what my life was going to look like moving forward. Um, but Brooke sat and took some time with me and talked to me and made me feel like everything was going to be okay, and I believed him. Brooke wouldn't lie to me, and it has been okay. It hasn't been easy, uh, but it has been okay. Nine years later, My favorite baseball team in the whole world found itself in a position that no team had ever overcome down 0-3 in the playoffs. And I just wanted them to win a couple games so it looked respectable. 10 days later, the Red Sox had won eight games in a row and their first World Series in 86 years. You can't witness those types of things at an impressionable age like I was and not start to believe that stupid things are possible. So when I got this harebrained idea when I was 27 years old, that I wanted to be a sports talk radio personality of all things with no meaningful education or experience and not having been a high-profile former athlete, I believed it was possible because I'd seen all these other things. I believed when I took an unpaid writing internship with a Creighton website that I could convince them to put me on one of their radio shows. I believed that if I was good enough on those shows that I could convince the radio station to let me fill fill in on their daily programming. And I believed that if I took every opportunity they had, no matter how small or inconvenient, I could make someone notice and I would get my own show. And people noticed. That's how I got here. Sports made me believe stupid things. And the more I believed, the stupider things got until I finally earned my dream job earlier this year talking about the things I love with all of you. And now I believe something else is possible. I believe we can make not only a great sports talk show, but I believe we can be something people look forward to every day. And I believe we can have a hell of a lot of fun while we do it. Striving toward that goal every day is what I can promise you'll get from me and from Hurt at Sports Radio. I can't promise a lot else. I don't know what else it's gonna look like, but I can promise that. And sometimes when you're striving towards a goal, it means things change, but I believe in what we're doing and I believe you will too. The bigger and stupider your dreams are, the better it is when you pull it off. And I hope you'll come along for the ride.